another episode of <laughs> What Are We Even Doing? Um, that was host. tremendous. You tried to preface that off air by saying it was stupid. Yeah. You're a liar. Go on. Continue so, with the introduction. My, I was like trying to think of more songs to use, and specifically wrestling songs <laughs> to use <laughs> as our intros. In, in with our back format, or not. Sometimes, like when I did the... Uh, the uh, um, uh, crash test dummies. Oh right? yes, yes, yes. Like that wasn't necessarily "We Are Back." You know what I mean? Right. Um, and for some reason, this is the only one I could think of. And I said that it was stupid, and you said, "Well, that's why you should do it." Yeah. Most of the best parts of this program are the things that are stupid. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, but anyway, you, I'm your host, can... Braden Bend, otherwise known as Damien Deschain, otherwise known as. Oh, we don't do that anymore. I don't have one. Oh. I don't, I'm not known as anything else. Uh, besides a fucking prick. I don't know. <laughs> I'm Tom, otherwise known as Christian Rose, also known as the last survivor of the BP oil spill. Mmm. Remember that? I was alive during that one. Yeah, killed a lot of birds. Yeah, I remember the Dawn yeah. commercials. Yeah, they said it was going to like increase gas prices, and it didn't. Probably because corporations don't really, you know, care about such things. Supply, demand, it's all bullshit. Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, guys, welcome back to the show. I, I know that we've said this occasionally, but it does feel like it's been a while since we <laughs> it, recorded. Yeah, it does. Uh, we have a main event for you tonight that, I will say this on my end, this might be the most emotional roller coaster of a fucking show that I have watched in 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 a weird, dumb fucking way. Okay. Uh, in a long time, but we'll get back to that. So the reason, actually, you know what? Fuck it. We're we're doing Fatal Four Way from Dos Ot Uno Ot. Oh my god. Yeah. That's wow. Okay. <laughs> Uh, the reason that this is uh, the topic for tonight's main event, by the way, is we had this discussion about, oh man, remember we used to do like firsts, right? Like we did the yeah. first Raw, we did the first Nitro, you know, what we did the first um, Impact on Spike TV, you know, that was a theme for a little while that would come and go. On this show, we have bitched a lot about these themed pay-per-views, and I thought, you know what, it might be fun if we did the first of those. Yeah. Now oh, I. Wow. Brian, I'll, I'll get into it that later. That one was for you. I'll get into it later, but that is the reason why we uh, we are here today. However, before we go any further, it's the start of my weekend. It's oh. going to be a good one. Yeah. We got to ring this opening bell, baby. That. Hey, you know what? Perfect I feel unison. like it's been a while since we've got yep. like a perfect one. Yep. That hurt my forearms. Tom. Oh God. Do you know why? Talk to us, Jim. Let me talk to you, Jim. That's, that's a new thing. That's that's a new thing that I'm doing. So, so a, a, a brief pause here. Brian yells at you to stop hitting the table? Yeah. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. I told you, stop hitting the tables. <laughs> I don't, I forward. truly don't mean to. Brayden, hit the tables. Your okay. business <laughs> is not tables. <laughs> oh, my trainer's wife's brother testify <laughs> that's that's how you know you know you follow what i was doing yeah there? i do it yeah didn't, yeah it didn't work anyway so jim your arms oh yeah 
<laughs> I forgot that's what even started this. It did. Um, so, my friend Tim goes to the gym. <laughs> oh, wow, look at that. That rhymes. And you go um, with him. <laughs> even better, dude. Folks. Something, something, me. Um, <laughs> wait for our next single early next year. <laughs> wow, Ed, we're coming, at, we're, we're going to the booth, we're going to spit some bars. Anyway, um, so he goes to the gym every day at 10, mm. and every Monday, that's when we make our music and all that stuff, we usually hang out there. We, we usually meet up at like noon, yeah. and that's usually because that's when he gets out of the gym, and then I was like, dumbass. Right. Go with him. Yes. You're a fucking athlete. <laughs> And then I was like, oh my god, I work 1 to 9 on Tuesday. There's no excuse for the... Sure. Uh, Wednesdays, I'm usually off. Yeah. Brother, there's, there's that. I work, 10, I work at 10 um, on Thursday, so I wouldn't be able to go right. with him then. Sometimes I can on Friday, depending on the schedule, because right. for some reason they, that, one, that day is wishy-washy. Wrestling show permitted, Saturday works. Mm-hmm. Sunday I always close. Mate, there's no excuse, brother. Yeah. And also, I'm the type of person that needs an accountability buddy. Yes. <laughs> type of type of person. Most most people, most people do, especially when they're like getting the ball rolling yeah, on this type yeah. of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's because it can be awkward. It can be intimidating. Um. I, I, I've talked to so many people that are like, yeah, I want to go to the gym, but I don't know what to do. And every time I'm like, all the knowledge that man has ever had is in your pocket right now. But <laughs> yeah. I, I understand, yeah. like, you know, you feel out of place, you know, shit like that. Like, uh, I was the same way. Honestly, being around Cage and living with Cage and traveling with Cage, that was really what got me to come out of that, like, shell and go to the gym more. Mm. And, and the funny part is that, like, we gotta have him on the show at some point. I know we tried ages ago and it, and it got <laughs> yeah. botched. My PC broke. Yeah, um, he uh, he's been hitting me up. He wants to come hang out. So we we gotta get him on a couple of episodes, honestly. But uh, absolutely, do we want to try to re re? I would hundred review. Yeah, uh, no mercy. Oh, whatever. The whatever the was. fuck it was. Yeah. Um, we gotta do that. We gotta do uh the Jeff Jarrett incident uh from oh, mid south yeah, and the hell yeah. trip. Um, but yeah, he was the guy that kind of got me out of that shell to go to the gym and work out because like, I was just like really self-conscious about shit because I was like, everyone here is stronger than me and bigger than me. And he's like, nobody gives a fuck. And it, it, it's hard to get over that hurdle. Yeah. You know, but having somebody there with you, uh, is a big help. Absolutely. So, and then the irony being that like, then when me and him got comfortable going to the gym or when I got comfortable going to the gym with him, I hated actually working out with him. Uh, (laughs) we, we were never trying to do the same shit at the same time. Like, mm. if I was trying to get shredded, he was trying to bulk and put on size. If I was trying to put on size, he was trying to lean out. Like, we didn't like doing the same exercises. Uh, we didn't like doing the same shit on the same day. So, yeah, it was basically that our forever contentious friendship, but in a, in a physical fitness setting. Yeah. I'm sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. No, that's, that's good. Because um, I was just... That actually made me think, because... I think Tim is pretty easily, like, is my the friend that our brains are the most similar. Yeah. So we don't really have that problem. That's cool. Which is nice yeah. for that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, we so we I started Monday. I'm like, I need to make this a regular thing. Um, I don't 
No, I did. I think I did the Jacob's Ladder the first day. If you're listening to this show I, and you uh, you go to a gym, if your gym has a Jacob's Ladder... Yeah, yeah. We got to talk about it. We're going to, but yeah. Uh, so, we start on Monday. Yeah. Today is um, currently Thursday. Yes. Today the was the, at the first time day of this that recording. I had not gone because of work. You got to have rest days, too. Like, two. one, and one, I needed one, one, to, one to two. Yeah. I absolutely needed one because I'm not even joking you, when I f- woke up... When I first tried to stand, I mm-hmm. could not physically extend my legs all the way without a, a shooting pain in my calf. Yeah. Like, it was that bad. And I attribute all of that to the Jacob's Ladder. It is from the Jacob's Ladder. <laughs> yeah. Like, I did legs I did legs earlier this week, and I, I, I hit legs pretty hard. Like, I, I occasionally I'll go crazy on them, and then I'm, like, walking around, like... Fred Gwynn as Herman Munster for a few days or some shit. But I, you're pretty hard. Today I did the Jacob's Ladder based on, like, you getting back into it and, you know, all this other shit. My quads. Yeah. I don't feel it in my calves so much, but yeah. my quads, man. I feel it in the moment. I feel it in my quads. Yeah. I feel like, I don't know why, like, post... Also, if you're listening to this and you don't even know what a Jacob's Ladder is, like, the, okay, the... the I thought s- we had already explained that. Well, wow. no, we... But, like, <laughs> no, I'm just completely... <laughs> so, like, you understand what the concept of a treadmill is for walking or running. You understand what the concept of a stair mill is for going upstairs. Yeah. Imagine climbing a ladder. That's but with that same principle applied. That's what the Jacob's ladder is. And the higher you climb, the faster the rungs come out at the top or whatever. Yeah. So, if you go slower, you're more at the bottom of the ladder, so to speak. If you go faster, you're more at the top. But and it, it's at it forty-five degrees, so you can't like. Yeah. Fall back like 10 right, feet, right. Yeah, you know? you're not in any what I would call supreme danger. Uh, you can go hand over hand. It does have grips on either side if you got to put your hands through the side. Um, but yeah, that for those of you who don't know, that's what it is. I'm I'm big on cardio. I like cardio, especially because of wrestling. I think that the like, I think we've actually talked about this on here too. In ring cardio is way fucking different from outside quote real life. Yeah, because like I've met people that can run marathons or you know can run a couple miles and be totally fine, and you get them in the ring for you know to run an international, and they're dying, and it's it's just a different type of training. For me, I think that the closest that you can get to in ring cardio that is not in ring cardio is either a sweat deck or um, an HIIT high high intensity interval training hit, which is basically what a sweat deck is. Workout stairs or the Jacob's ladder because I'm doing two of those three because <laughs> you're using every bit of your body. Yeah, and typically in wrestling, if you're having a good match, you're like, uh, you know what? I don't want to. I don't want to commit to that. I was about to say something that would have been very, it would have been a hot take. But now that I'm thinking about, it, I don't even agree. I was going to say if you're having a good match, you don't stop moving. But I was like, no, no, no. There's times where you absolutely do. Yeah, um, yeah. But typically in matches, uh, you don't stop moving. And the, the, the ladder, the ladder is the same, really the same concept. Yeah, I really but, have to think to myself. I, I went complete nerd mode in my mm-hmm. in my brain when I was first doing this. Um, I ended up doing the first time I did it. I did five hundred feet. I just ended up like saying like that was a good stopping right. point, and I had it in like eight and a half minutes. I was just going at a. I wasn't going for speed. You're just going at like a pace. That. Yeah. Um. The second day, I was 
I think it was the second day. I can't remember. Yeah. Or maybe, maybe the Tuesday. third day. Yeah. I, I, I thought to myself, let's get 500 feet in um, five minutes. Yeah. Which I didn't, at when I said that, like as a goal, like, because that's my next goal on the Jacob's Ladder at least. Mm-hmm. Um, when I said that, I didn't initially think, that's one and a half it's pretty feet intense yeah. per second yeah minimum four, 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 five minutes duration yeah yeah so I didn't understand quite how fast you have to go mm-hmm. um but still I'm gonna stick to that goal because my ultimate goal right now is 1200 feet yes. because as I googled on the, the the internet machine yes that is the canonical height of Hrimthur's wall around Asgard in the God of War Ragnarok games. <laughs> and Atreus, in that game, Atreus climbs Rimthor's wall, and I'm like, I need to do that. There I know I have a ladder, and he climbed fucking rocks. Still. But I have to. Um, yeah. I'm not doing the math to figure out what it would be is at 45 degrees. I'm not... No. I, I don't care yeah. about that. No. That would be an obscene amount... That's yeah. maybe my, maybe my next goal. <laughs> no, I love it. I'm glad you're doing it. I'm glad you're feeling good about it. Like, yeah, I okay. So I wanted to talk a little bit about that before because before I was going to the gym, so I had that I, thing I told you where I was going to do like a sweat deck every day, and I gave up on it. I went back on it, everything that I tried to do to better myself because I didn't have anyone there to keep me accountable. Right. And now this is, and I. When I was doing the sweat deck, I would be like, okay, I did it. When I leave the gym, I'm like, fuck yeah, yeah, dude. Like, it's a different type of, like, I get a little, I feel good, which helps me Well, like, I mean, like, back. we talked about this off air, but I'll bring it up here now. Like, doing shit like that, like, it's not just that, like, it's not just that it's good for us as professional wrestlers. It's not just that it's good for your health as a person. It is, I am a firm believer, it is good for your mental health. It does yeah. give you that feeling of satisfaction. It does give you that rewarding sensation. It releases dopamine. It really, you know, like you get that as a drilling rush, and then like, like there. Don't get me wrong. Like I love going to the gym. I've built, in essence, two gyms in my house, so that if I don't want to leave, I can work out here. Right? It's honestly, yeah. it's just part of my fucking day now. But there are still times where I don't want to fucking go. Even after all this time of doing it very consistently for years and feeling rewarding, there are still days where I'm like, I just don't want to fucking do it. Yeah. But, and I this is very, very cliche, like, especially, like, I follow a lot of, like, fitness accounts and shit, and they're, they're all, by and large, the same. They're all trying to sell yeah. me joggers. I get it. You know, whatever. But one of the things that is so cliche in this world that I think is very true is even... On days where you have a bad fucking workout, even when you're not feeling it, you're not moving the weights, you're not getting your times or your reps or any of that shit, that's still better than just not going. Yeah. And that's true. That that took me a long fucking time to accept. Because I used to get like real obsessed about like numbers. I'd be like, well, I got this last week, why can't I get it this week? Not realizing that that ain't how it works. <laughs> like Yeah. Like, I, I, in our group chat, I told you guys, like, literally last week, I got a new personal best on bench press. Like, it for my life, I got a new PR, right? Yeah. Felt great. Today, I tried to lift 10 pounds less than that and could not do it. Had to have the guy that was spotting me help me. 
And a few years ago, that would have drove me insane. Where I would have been like, am I not making progress? It was even less. Wait, you know, what the fuck? This, that, and the other. And then yeah. today I'm like, no, that's as that I did as much as my body had in it today. There yeah. is there is no more, you know? Like that bullshit thing about like give 110% when it's like it's not possible by definition 100% is all you can give. Yeah. Okay, yeah, my 100% today was not as high as it was last week. That's all that that's that's the way that I have to look at it. 99%'s good, just not good enough to beat me. Boom. <laughs> I Sorry, I just I had to. That was the first thing I was thinking. Yeah. Uh, I think I watched that match relatively re- Oh, I did. I did. I watched the, that match recently cuz I was showing it's so my good. Canadian friend on Discord wrestling. Oh, yes. So that was the one one of the ones I went to cuz he uh, knows who Randy Orton is. I was like, got, got I got one. Uh anything else you want to talk about on that or do, 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 do. Um No, I think I'm good. As far I'm, as that, I'm I'm just I'm happy that this I'm is I'm just genuinely glad that you're doing it. So like that, it it really does make me happy, and I think that you're gonna. Once you get the ball, getting the ball rolling is the hard part. Once the ball is rolling, it it becomes a different fucking animal. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. Um, also, you're going to exercise science, and goddamn, that gym fucking rules. It does. You know what? So much it fucking does. cool shit. I got the month passed. Yeah. Dude. I just I did that. So much cool shit, like. It's weird because, like, there's all those other bad fucking, like, tropes and stereotypes about going to gyms. And for those of you who don't know, when you walk into exercise science, you might initially think, ah, fuck. Uh, You know, this is going to be for fucking dick smacks and meatheads and everything else. (laughs) And don't get me wrong, those people do exist there, but they are the extreme minority. Yeah. Everyone there is just really fucking chill and cool. Yeah. Like... The, the the list of people between me and Meg and everyone else that I know that goes there that are like, oh, that's a fucking meat-headed dick smack, is like three people or less. There's what we, uh, Meg calls him Steroid Tom, because there's a guy there that looks like me on the gas. <laughs> He's a fucking dickhead. Does he make you want to sh- start uh, getting on the gas? Though? Yes. Even more <laughs> than I already want to be on the gas. As, I'm, <laughs> I didn't expect it to be that definite. Oh, no. <clears throat> Honestly, if I'd ever had like the money or a good source, I'd have gotten on that shit ages ago. I don't know what it would have done to me. Not saying it would have been great, but I would have done it. <laughs> Just to see. I'll use my body like a guinea pig. Oh, okay. <laughs> that sounds healthy. It ain't. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. There, there's a... Last thing. Yeah. Because I just looked at my notes because I remembered there was something else. Mm. Um, There's a quote. You ever, like... You ever know something, like, a, a, a concept, just, like, subconsciously you know mm-hmm. it, but then you see, like, a quote about it, and you're like, holy shit. Yeah. Like, I think I always knew that, but holy shit. There's a quote on the inside of their, uh, of the exercise jet, because they have a ton of posters and A ton of motivational and flags and shit, yeah. Yeah. Um, one of them says, if it doesn't challenge you, it won't change you. Yeah. Brother, that's great. Yeah, that's that's honestly just good advice. Yeah. Like, in general. Uh, let's see. Do you want to... Let's, let's get into this undercard. Have you watched anything recently? I watched what we're watching right now. Uh, yeah. Actually, you know what? <laughs> let's talk about 
we don't have to talk about the whole episode of the show. Let's just talk about this main event. Let's yes. talk about Kenny Omega versus El Hijo de Vikingo from yeah. uh, at the time of this recording, this week's episode of Dynamite. Because it's been a while since I was this excited to watch just a match on TV. Yeah. Uh, Brother, we were going I, back and forth about it as it happened. Yeah. I have never, ever in my life sought out AEW mm-hmm. until this match was announced. Right. I was in the Discord with the code. I was like, hey, do you have a way to, to watch the Dynamite and stream mm-hmm. it over your uh, PC? He's like, yeah, I do. Okay, great. Sweet. Yeah. Um, well, I, I, I I'd, I'd love, any... I would love to talk about our thoughts on the match, and I would love to talk about the, the discussion about said match, because there's a lot about beforehand and a lot about after that yeah. I think that we can weigh in on and, and illuminate some fucking people on. For myself, like, I, I am a big Kenny Omega fan. There, there are some knocks on him that I completely get. You know, but overall, fuck, man, I think he's one of the best of this generation and could, like, it, it's weird because when you talk about, like, best in the world or best of all time or whatever, we are still trained to think WWE and the yeah. run there. And uh, as of now, that ain't happened for him. Yeah. You know, but, like, okay, for example, the great Muda going into the Hall of Fame. Never worked for the WWE. Is he mm. one of the best of all time? Absolutely. Like I, I don't think anybody could fucking argue that. Like very influential, great fucking wrestler. Is Omega there right now? In my opinion, no. Is he going to be in the like for future generations? Probably. Like yeah. if he never goes to the Fed, and I don't, I personally don't think that he will. But not this generation. Maybe the next one or the the one after. They're gonna look at Omega the way that. The current generation looks at Muda, to me, where they're like, yeah, he's one of the best ever that never went to WWE, mm. which still doesn't mean that you're bad, yeah. you know, or whatever. Um, but yeah, I'm a huge fucking Omega fan. I wasn't very familiar with Vikingo until probably the past, like, eight months, and that was when you just started, I started seeing more clips of him, I was like, holy shit, and I knew about him from, like... This match with Omega was supposed to happen in 2021 mm. and didn't for several reasons. Mostly because Omega's body was completely fucking shattered and he had vertigo. Yeah. Uh, so it didn't happen until now. So, like, I knew about him then, but I hadn't seen any of his stuff back then. Yeah. And then now, since then, we have been on shows with the fucking man. That's true. And I'll say this. I only, I've only said hi to him. That was the extent of my exchange. Nice dude. Very same, polite. Same here. Very quiet. Not big. No. Like, I, I was shocked at how not big he was. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so uh, your your knowledge of these gentlemen beforehand or whatever. I'm You're aware of Omega, I know, but... you Everything you said applies. Mm. I'm only now recently aware of... Vikingo. Yeah. Um, awesome. Just like man. <laughs> like one of one of the best matches in Dreamwave history was that that four-way at that last show. Yeah. Like I holy fuck, dude. Like it's just shit where it's like 
you, you, it's hard to believe that a person can do the things that he does. Yeah. Yeah. And this is and this is in 2023 when I would say the bar for athleticism and wrestling is higher than it has ever fucking been. Mm-hmm. You know, like. Um, okay, so let let's talk about this then. They just announced the match. They just said, "Yeah, next week it's Omega versus Vikingo. Vikingo's AEW debut." Um, they just fucking threw it out there and said it's a dream match. Now, here in our the 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 shit that I want to discuss. Yeah. They announced this, and obviously the internet is riddled with fools. So many of them. A lot of who the fuck is this guy? Why is this happening? All right. Well, one. Here's the easy answer. You can fucking look shit up. Again, you have all the knowledge in, that man has ever had is in is in the palm of your hand. Two. They did actually air a video package about this. It was on Rampage, and then people say, "Well, you aired it on Rampage." This is my conundrum. My with, man. This is my conundrum with Rampage. Okay. People bitch that, oh, I don't watch the show because there's nothing on there that's important. Then, when they put something on there that's important, they say, why would you put that on there? No one watches the show. <laughs> like, as as you said, my man, like, <laughs> what the fuck do you want? Like, I, like, I, uh. I, I like Rampage, but I, it's not appointment viewing for me. Like, if I'm home and it's on, I'm like, cool, a quick 60-minute wrestling show... With some people that I enjoy having matches. Great. I don't feel the need to be like, I can't leave the house on Friday night. I gotta watch Rampage. I understand that. But here's the thing. There ain't gonna be anything that I say, I can't leave the house on Friday night. I have to watch this. Like, SmackDown's great. SmackDown's been killing it for months and months. I don't watch that show live unless I am already at home. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like it. Fuck. I, okay. Um, your take on the whole just hey, let's just fucking announce it. Let's just put it out there. Like, here's the thing. If I am an AEW fan, I don't know how. I see this announcement made, and my mm-hmm. first thought is, "Who the fuck is this guy? What the hell?" Right. They're. They're good. They're doing this for a reason. Yeah. They're putting this match out here for a reason. They're not just going to put, hey, you're not very good, but let's gonna let's put you on TV against Kenny Omega. What the uh, fuck? Ar- arguably our top guy. They should be like, oh, fuck. They're putting right. him against Kenny Omega. I got to look out for what this guy yeah, is even if Yeah, if, even if you're an AEW fan, but you don't know Vikingo. Yes, that's what if I'm his, saying. Okay, okay, yeah, I follow. It'd be like, imagine if you tuned into fucking SmackDown, and they said next week... Blah 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 debuts against Roman Reigns, and you didn't know who it was. Yeah, you'd be like, "Well, okay, well, if it's WWE, well, that's something I want to weigh in on too." Because I, I like, there's a stigma in WWE where if I see blah 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 debuting against Roman Reigns, I'm like, "What the fuck?" But here's the thing: I, I, I hope I would love to for wrestling to evolve to a point in the next couple of years where we could get shit like that in WWE. Because yeah, that's I one thing I want to talk too. about. Like, like say what you will about AEW. If you don't like it, you don't have to. I don't fucking care. At least they're in a position where they can do that. When was the last time there was a, quote, dream match in WWE? 
that uh, AJ and Cena. Yeah, and that was six years, six seven years ago at this point. Like, dude, like it was t- late twenty sixteen. Yeah, you know, like that. I'm hundred percent. Honestly, when when's the when I can't think of another one that's before that. You almost have to go back to like Mania twenty one with Kurt Angle and Shawn, but they had still been in the company for years together. They just hadn't had a match. Yeah. Like I, I, I like that they're in the AW's in a position where they can be like, oh, here's arguably the best high flyer in the world. We have Kenny Omega. Yeah. You know, like Yeah. I, I would love I want WWE to get to a point where I can be like, Oh my god, we're just gonna do uh uh Will Ospreay versus Cody Rhodes on Raw next week or like yeah. Dude, and just they had do it. Brock Lesnar, Kurt Angle, sixty-minute Iron Man match for the WWE Champion on SmackDown, free television. They did Lesnar versus Hogan on free television, and never write it back. I <laughs> I consistently forget that that happened. And Brock won by beating his ass so bad that the ref stopped it. Brock won with a bear hug. Because Hogan died in his arms. Uh, no, I don't. I don't go out looking at the lights. Dude. <laughs> I don't look at the lights. That'll work for me, brother. I gotta still be vertical, uh, even if you're ragdolling me like I weigh six pounds. Uh, okay, so then let's let's get into uh, the match itself. Omega and uh, Vikingo. Your thoughts? Okay. You see. If you know these men, which most people listening to this, I feel like, would. would, Right. You know what this match is going to be. Correct. When it's advertised. Yeah. You you have to judge it based on the context of what it is. Like, And I knew what this was going to be. I we, expected that. We all that. did. I wanted that. That's yeah. why I tuned in. Like, And I, it fucking delivered. I loved it. <laughs> I fucking loved it. Like... I, I was talking to Meg about this earlier uh, before you got here, and I go, I'm at the point now with wrestling where I have to grade. I can't just grade it as wrestling. I have to grade it on the context of what it is. In the yeah. same sense that, like, I can't just grade a movie on being a movie. I can't compare uh, one of the Fast and Furious movies to The Godfather. That's not a that's not a fair comparison to either. They're they're ju- they're both the same level of narratively. Deep. They have <laughs> the, the same they, the, say, they have the same amount of narrative the, depth. The man. the acting skills uh, portrayed by Vin Diesel and Marlon Brando are very much equal. Yes, uh, I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. I'm gonna give him a Corona or his family. <laughs> that was very good, uh, but that, I, I'm kind of at that point now with wrestling. So like for me. I, I view this Omega and Vikingo match as almost like a Fast and Furious, a Michael Bay. Yeah. A, this is, I know that I'm not going to be emotionally invested in this. This is spectacle. This is madness. And what is this madness? Like, eth- just athletic insanity. Yeah. And I'm with you, man. Like, I, I had, on the, on the judging within those parameters, I had high hopes and for me, it actually exceeded them. There were multiple times where I like shrieked, <laughs> it, like just ah! or whatever, because yeah, I could yeah. not fucking fathom um, standing on the post, 
dragging Rana off the apron. To the floor. To like, the floor. Dude, uh, just, it's incredible, you know? And, like, also, Omega is, like, 40. <laughs> like, I, like, just adding. I don't know why that makes it funnier, but it does. It's just adding to the insanity and, to me, in my mind, like, how impressive this shit is. Yeah. So... What was okay if if you had okay. to pick one if you can? What was your spot of the match? Because the match was in essence wall to wall spots. Um, I'd have to go with that dragon run off the post. Okay, because that okay. to me is unbelievable. It's insane. It's either that or the six thirty. See, for me, it was the. Uh, I I don't know exactly what to call it outside of the setup is very much like the marrow salt where I'm looking at you, I jump and do a twist, and now I'm looking away from you, jump backwards into the reverse Rana. That was one of the goddamnedest things I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Like, holy shit. The only thing I didn't like, Mm. the, uh, the, this is a thing that, like, I know you have to do. For safety's sake. Right. But it's never not going to bother me. When he's setting up for that imploding dragon Rana and Omega is just just fucking looking directly straight up waiting for him. It's like, uh, that's the only thing where, like... I I hear you. Um, Because because the thing with uh, the Kingo matches is that, like, he does all these unbelievable motherfucking things. Yeah. But he still sets it up in the context of a combat scenario. Yeah. So all, that it is, it is takes also me worth out of noting. It a bit. Yeah, I, no, I hear you. You're not wrong. But I also would like to point out that this is also a first time ever match. Which that's true to me. Like it only makes it more insane that it's this, especially from a worker's perspective. Because like I've had matches with people where the first one didn't click. You know, yeah. maybe the second or third, then you figure out someone's timing, their tempo, yeah. y- you know, everything else. For these guys to pull this shit off as a first like, is fucking mind-blowing. It's like Edge and Taker going out in WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah. It, it, yeah, because we all remember Taker's dragging Ron off the post. Uh, no, no, that's not what I meant. <laughs> no, no, I, I, know what you're, I know what you're saying. I'm just laughing. Uh, so, like, I... Taker doing the... Fucking uh, old school, and he just goes into a Rana instead. <laughs> that would I, be unbelievable. Yeah, anyway. I, I for what this match is and was or whatever, I fucking loved it. Yeah, just I, I think that I also love that. I think Tony Schiavone said on commentary, "Well, if you didn't know who this was, you know who it is now." Exactly. That's so good. It's it's. I mean, going That's back to the, the whole point. best just... high flyer in the world thing, too, like, man, there was a time where it was Ricochet. Yeah. And, oh, my and, God. Or, and or that match. And or Pac. Oh, my God. We imagine could that feasibly get We could feasibly get Pac and Vikingo. Buddy Murphy and Vikingo. We could get Buddy Murphy and Vikingo. Uh, That's Matthews. another thing where it's like... Buddy Matthews. Yeah, Buddy Matthews. Like, to me, that's the fucking fun of this. Is Buddy it like, Murphy's a better name. I agree. Um, like, I... Vikingo is a guy where it's like, I don't want to see him in some sort of very dramatic story. I just want to see him with guys that are super fucking athletic and just dazzle me. Yeah. 
And I love that. I want to see, honestly, Dream Triple Threat. Yeah. Vikingo. Yeah. Pac. Yeah. Ricochet. Dude, (laughs) I just want that. Just fucking imagine. Like, uh, our friend uh, friend of the show, Midnight Guthrie, had a a great tweet about this match where he said, I hope that some 11-year-old that's watching this right now feels the same way I did when I was 11 and I saw Rey Mysterio. Yeah. Absolutely. A million percent. Like, that's that's what it, like, I think that wrestling is at its best when it's a variety show. Even yeah. if there's bits of the variety that I don't care for. Fair enough. I need some, some shit to fucking mix it up. I hate when it's formulaic. Even if it's good, I hate when it's the same, right? Marvel Cinematic Universe. At this point. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, honestly, like, but yeah, it's not that saying. it's bad. It's just I feel like I've seen it, like, but shit like this, and it's weird because now it's playing on mute in the background again. But I, I, I have need... a perfect reflection in the Tremors poster because there's a glass over it. Yeah, I need shit like this in wrestling. I need shit to fucking mix it up, and I do like that they still kind of wove in some storytelling in in, in the context of the whole show, but it wasn't the focal point. The focal point is just. Go do shit. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Love it. Um. Yeah, I hadn't even thought about... Also, they did announce Vikingo is going to be back in AEW. He's defending the... Oh, that's another thing. Because, fuck you, AAA. I can't believe that... He is their champion. He is the AAA mega champion. Here it is. Yeah. And he goes under in this clean as a fucking sheet. Whatever. Fuck AAA. Um, well, but also... Um, it's Omega. It's Omega, and it's the One Winged Angel. Let's be real. Yeah, uh, dude. The the moment that he hit it, I had the the split second where I was like, "Oh, the match is done." Which I love that I can think that now when I see a finisher. Yeah, like I hope it. I hope it always stays that way with him. Mm-hmm. Um, so that when it isn't. Sure. It matters. Exactly. But, like, man, you got to draw that out forever. But, Big like, time. the moment that he, hit, that he hit it, I was like, oh, wow. Like, before the three count even happened. Now, I didn't expect Omega to lose either. I think I was just conditioned to think there will be some sort of fuckery here. Uh, but, anyways, I bring this all up to say the, the next Ring of Honor pay-per-view, Vikingo is on it. Uh, he is defending the AAA Mega Championship against um, Commander. Hmm. Another Dreamwave alumni. That's going to be fucking great. Yeah. Like, and, uh, shameless plug, Vikingo, coming back to Dreamwave June 17th. Damn right. Tickets not on sale yet, but when they are, get them, because it's probably going to sell out a month and a half in advance, just like the upcoming one did. Humble brag. Yep, got to. Oh, yeah, your boys, yeah, your yeah, boys yeah, on yeah, top. You gotta, you gotta be stretching while you do yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Highest drawing Dreamwave champ in yeah. our in our group. Our group. TDC confirmed draws. Over as fuck. Oh. Uh, it it hurts to be over sometimes. It really does. Yeah. Mm. Uh, <laughs> what just happened? A good stretch. You want to get into this main event? I want. Uh, there's one you more. Got, thing. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, I was having a conversation with um, my manager the other day about flavors of 
I started with ice cream, I think, sure. or whatever. I ended up saying something about how um, I just, I prefer, I'm not, a cho- I'm not a big chocolate guy when it comes to like that, like flavors. I okay. prefer a vanilla. And it got to the point where I got so, I don't know why I got, I got so hot take. I was like, I'm just out for blood. Where I said, Reese's Puffs, the cereal, okay. sans milk is better than a Reese's Cup. You're, no. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. And I, and I think it's a good idea. I'm standby. How about that? Sorry, guys. I had to go get a fresh can before I deal with this bullshit opinion here. You're wrong. I've only ever had Reese's Puffs within the confines of a Reese's Cup. Reese's Cups suck. You're, they, 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 they you're suck. just fucking high. Yeah, I they am. They don't. They and don't they suck. suck, dude. I'll tell you what. I wasn't going to do this. <laughs> but I'm going to do it now. You're going to cry? No, I'm not going to fucking cry. But if we're talking about hot take opinions and whatnot, I want to bring back a new epi- or a new uh, segment to the show that I believe got a real positive reaction from the audience. But we're going to do a different version of it. Guys, I'm bringing back... <laughs> what What's happening here? That's right. Remember Shirt Talk? Talking oh. Shirt? Yeah, okay. We'll bring back a new version of it. Today, we're doing Shoe Talk. We're talking shoes. Okay. What kind of shoes you like? Converse. Padded, high top, converse. Shoelaces not tied, tied uh-huh. into separate knots, shorter, so you can slip them on and off, don't have to tie your shoes. That is my ultimate, like, preferred shoe. Unbelievably specific, but a great answer. Now, I, I'm not. This this is not a uh, complaint, but you're wearing your shoes in the house right now. You're right. Now in this house, it's fine because this is a good house that has hardwood floors everywhere. Fuck carpet, which it's actually tile and laminate. Thank you. <laughs> My point being, are you a shoe in the house guy in general? Um, I don't know. I mean, I. Like, say you're just at home, hanging out. It takes me a while for me to realize, oh my god, my shoes are still on. Okay. I, just, I don't know. See, okay, for me, I I can't answer the favorite shoe thing nearly as specifically as you. <laughs> and I, I, I wasn't looking for such a specific answer, but great. Um, I typically prefer a low-top yeah. sneaker. I like, a, I like a running shoe. They're just what I enjoy. The moment that I am indoors, I'm kicking those motherfuckers off. Okay. I like a good pair of boots. I love my fucking uh, cowboy boots that I had until my trip to the Badlands consumed them to the fucking earth and I had to throw them out. Uh, I like my boots in the wintertime. Maybe the fall, whenever it's cold. My feet sweat a lot, man. That's the fucking problem. I love wearing slides. I don't care how much fucking... Heat I get for it because it just makes me look like every generic white dude ever. I understand that, and I'm I'll carry that burden. I can't do that, man. I I I need my feet to be more secure. I like letting my fucking tootsies get some air. They move too much. Yours? I I have, dude. There's been so many times where I got like spangly toes, and they just 
Oh, I'm the walking. shoes move too much for you. I thought you meant like your fucking toes or your feet. No. And I would, I'll be walking and I'll accidentally kick the shoe mm. like, in front of me. I'm like, I don't want to have to change sure. the way I walk for a shoe. Fuck No, me. no, no. Of course not. Uh, you know what I used to like when I was a kid, but I can't wear anymore due to the horrific foot injury that I sustained in 2007? Was actual... I When I was a kid, I liked flip-flops. Like, they used to call them thongs. Yeah. Before, you know, a better, sexier version of thongs came out. <laughs> uh... I can't do him anymore. Yeah? It hurts It hurts my fucked up foot. You get your tendonitis? Yeah, sure. And the arthritis and the other itises. But like... <laughs> the other itises. I used to also... I used to enjoy Chuck Taylor. So I used to enjoy a good converse. But yeah. then after like... Again, foot injury is like... I need, I need more padding. I need more support. Yeah. That's uh, fair. A, my t- absolute... You know, there's these shoes. Shoes. They still make like a version of them, but not—they're not the same. I haven't yet found another pair that I like enough mm. to buy because they're a little bit more expensive. It's like a Nike Converse mix, okay, called the All Star Pro BBs, okay. And I wore those motherfuckers to the ground, yeah. dude. I still have them, and I can still wear them. I think they've got—they've plateaued in deterioration. You know, when yeah. you get a shoe that like it's the worst it'll ever be. Right. I can wear them forever now. Yeah. But they just—they don't look great anymore. You know what I think is a uh, a true like I'm gonna say a gem of life. For I—I I, I don't know if you feel this way. Probably not. But hopefully somebody else out there agrees with me. When you get a pair of shoes broken in to where you can kick them off and pull them on without undoing or redoing the laces. That's why. That's what I do with my Converse all the time. Yeah. And plus, these two. Yeah. I, I have that, brother. Once, but, here's, but you know what I'm talking about. It, yeah. takes a, it takes a little while for you to get it contoured to your foot to where you can just whoop, and then yeah. when you go to leave, whoop. And it makes exactly that noise. It does, every time. Um, oh, here's your spot. Interesting. Oh, there it was. Yeah. Interesting little fun fact about these shoes. These are Nike shoes. Um, There's some sort of athletic basketball or whatever. Yeah. They're my work shoes right now. Yeah. They were the shoes that I started wrestling training in. Oh, wow. So there's those again. I I struggle with work shoes. Like, it's weird because, like, I, I will spend money on the dumbest fucking shit all the time. Yeah. All, every day. I hate spending money on shoes. I'm always getting shit that's on clearance. I'm getting shit that's marked down. You know, whatever, right? Yeah. Getting good work shoes for me is so hard because I'm in a kitchen and I'm like, I need something that's non, like, that's like slip resistant. But I want it to look cool and be comfortable and they just don't fucking make those. Yeah. I don't know. Irritating as shit. Also, I have so many fucking shoes. You see them every time that you walk in here. I don't have that many. I've gotten rid of some recently. I bet I still have ten pairs of shoes in this house. Uh, um, I'll tell you what. Yeah. Get a leap. I'll, I can get even more specific as to far as like what my preferred shoe is. Mm-hmm. Leather, because yeah, I, I get those. You can either you can either get the ones that I'm talking about, those padded Converse that are mm-hmm. high tops. Um, you can either get them in canvas or leather. I prefer the leather. Yeah. They're nice. 
I remember when I was a kid, I had a pair of Nikes that the outside of the shoe had like a leather... I'm going to call it a shell. They, th- these were sneakers, by the way. They were high-top sneakers. You laced them up, and there was a zipper over that that went all the way up to the top of the shoe, and then like a little Velcro like flap at the top. Yeah. So like it looked like just a solid black thing at the base <laughs> of your leg with a white swoosh thing. on it. Those were some of the best shoes I ever had in my fucking life. And I never saw another pair like them, even when I was a kid, even That's as an adult. That's the worst. Yeah, dude. That's the worst feeling. Because I, like, I mean, I'm not a sneakerhead at all. I don't know anything about that yeah. world. But I feel like that was one pair that was made that I somehow got in Martinsville, Illinois in the <laughs> mid-90s. Yeah. I remember I inherited a pair of Vans from my uncle uh, just because he was like, yeah, I don't wear these anymore. Do you want them? I was like, yeah, sure. They were like basically brand new. I think he only wore them like a few times. They were fucking awesome. And then every other time I've tried a pair of Vans, I've hated them. <laughs> you got to break them in. I guess. Yeah, he actually he did the work for me, I bet. Um, See? Anyway, so that was shoe talk. You want to get into this main event? I guess if you, there's nothing else. I don't think there's anything else to talk about. Do I have anything else on my notes to talk about? I don't think so. No, I don't. So, guys, we're here to talk about a pivotal pay-per-view. One of the, the, the greatest of all time. Spawning a great legacy. Guys, we're talking Fatal 4-Way from 2010. Uh, yeah. So, I thought they had done this twice. I don't know what it was. I had convinced myself in my head they had done two of these. Come to find out, wrong. One and done. Did they have a triple threat one? I don't think so. Why do I feel... Because I, I I agree. I feel like they did too. I, I literally had to look it up on Wikipedia to, one, get a few notes, but also, yeah, just one of these. I hmm. think that what it is is I was conflating a few match results from a different pay-per-view with this one. There it is. That's the guy. Yeah. Um, yeah, one and done. So, this happened June 20th of 2010, the Nassau Coliseum in Long Island, New York. 10,000 people in attendance, 143,000 pay-per-view buys. Why? <laughs> I'm going to get into it as this progresses. The the yo-yo of my emotions watching this. <laughs> Dude, there's, like, just... I know we've talked about it before, but as a concept. Why? Exactly. I know we've talked about it before, but, like, just as a concept, you're building your pay-per-view around, like... One's very specific... <laughs> type of match that, by the way, the WWE isn't even fucking known for. Yeah, I... Even if, it, even if they did triple threats, my sure. favorite match type. Sure. I don't need a pay-per-view around that. Fuck, I would hate that. That one Survivor Series they did that had, like, Raw SmackDown and NXT and it was, like, a lot of three-way matches, I've, I, I'm sure that show is good. And I know there's good matches. I'm and not I going back cover to that. It. You want to? I do. Uh, fine. Maybe we will. Uh, I, I want to cover that. I, I What I'm saying is I'm with you. If they came out with a pay-per-view that's called Triple Threat, I don't need this. No. I don't fucking need this. it's not like... 
Let's jump some hurdles here. We sure. love jumping hurdles. Always. Hell in a Cell, I'll, I can give you that. That's a spectacle that you can sell a pay-per-view on. And they only do, at best, what, two? Cell per matches? Show, made? Yeah. I bet there's one of them that did three. There, this, yeah. this show feels like... We'll get it. It, it feels like it is only four ways. Really? <laughs> to me, it did. But honestly, um, I got bigger issues with this fucking show. Now I'm getting heated. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I think it works. With, okay, so when like, they do like a No Way Out or an Elimination Chamber, when they do the Chamber, Elimination Chamber, for me, this can, works because it's usually two. Yeah. Maybe again, maybe sure. three, because like maybe one for the women's. And one for the men's, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Got it. But, but even like when TNA did like Lethal Lockdown and everything was a cage match, yes. right? A cage match is a spectacle you can sell a pay-per-view on. A Fatal 4-Way is just four fucking dudes and to add wrestling. To add to the lockdown like in a regular point, wrestling match. To add to the lockdown point, yes, all the matches were in a cage, but a lot of those were different stipulation cage matches. That too. So, to me, I'm like, if you're going to do this Fatal 4-Way thing, which I I don't think is great in the first place, jazz it up a little bit. Yeah. Make one of them uh, a Fatal 4-Way submission match. Now, how does that work? I don't know. I just thought of it four seconds ago. There's something to that, though. I, I, I you could you could make that happen. Just like first person to make someone tap out wins. Sure, and there's a lot you could do with that creatively. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like the the WWE can't do it, but like a four way first blood match. Okay, there's like again, I'm not saying that these are good ideas, but I'm just saying like do something to differentiate these things from the other yeah. ones. I was upset that the tag match on this show was not a fatal four way tag match. The- Fuck! <laughs> um, my first real note on this. Veggie Taker. <laughs> I'm so glad you said that, because I have that note way later. Well, because it's part of the opening video package. Yeah. But I, did, I thought I came up with that, and the fact that I didn't makes me happier, honestly. Me, me and Cage used to laugh about this storyline and reference it all the time, because it's just one of those things where, like... Specifically with, like, Vince in charge, when they would get hooked on, like, a buzzword. Vegetative state. Vegetative state. Watch SmackDown and or pay-per-views from this time period, and anytime someone says vegetative state, have a beer. Mm. Because, goddamn. Well, also, just what... It's it's another one of those, like, WWE things where it's like, we won't be specific enough for this to actually sound... Uh, menacing or bad. We're going to be vague enough to where it's just stupid. Kane found his brother. Where? Uh, what was he looking for him for? Uh, where? Does Kane walk around looking like that? Like, what the fuck? Like, found know. him in a vegetative state. Yep. And for reasons that are, in, in my opinion, unclear, blamed. One of the four people in the world title... Oh, actually, I take that back. I do know why. Taker was supposed to be in that match. Yes. That's what it is. And then he's found in a vegetative state. Uh, <laughs> so I think I think it was Ray that got added to it. 
Which is interesting. It is. Um, fuck, maybe we're just missing the story here. I don't know. Ray took out The Undertaker single-handedly. Shot him in the neck. No with... one man can do what they did to my brother. Shot him in the neck with a dart. Uh, Yeah, okay, so the first entrance on this fucking show is Vince. Yeah. Who comes to the, the top of the ramp literally just to tell us that Bret Hart won't be here. Mm-hmm. Because, you know why he won't be here? Oh, shit. Because the Nexus gently lifted him into a limousine. Yeah, and then kind of drove around a little bit. He can't do or take anything because his body is the only thing more fragile than his ego. This this fucking pissed me off. There, like, the a man made of paper mache could have walked <laughs> away from this car accident. <laughs> like it, and Bret Hart didn't. Just fucking baffling how this was a fucking thing. Um. But, because we're talking about how Bret Hart, the Raw GM, can't be on the show tonight. Mm-hmm. You know what might be interesting? We've done title lineages. Yeah. Okay. We've done soda tagline lineages. Yeah. <laughs> what if I told you that I have the lineage of Raw authority figures? I'm all game. Now, I'm going to say this. I will be starting with... You know what? Fuck it. Let's just go all the way to back to the beginning. Yeah, why not? These the And, and some of this is going to be like WWE, because some of these actually briefly predate Raw. Uh, Jack Tunney, mm-hmm. president of WWF. After that, Mr. McMahon. So, he wasn't known as this on screen, though, until 96. Mm. So there's that. Gorilla Monsoon. Um, he relinquished his role because of uh, declining health in January of 96. Roddy Piper was named interim WWF president because, uh, yeah. <laughs> After that, Sergeant Slaughter was the commissioner from August of 97 till November of 98. Jesus. So, yeah, good on you, Slaughter. Shawn Michaels, former commissioner. From November of 98 until June of 2000, at which point he relinquished this authoritative power to one Mick Foley. Mm. Really good commissioner. Loved Mick Foley as the commissioner. Really fucking funny. Really good shit. Uh, Around the same time period, Deborah was a lieutenant commissioner for Mr. Foley. Okay. William Regal was commissioner. Uh, I remember him them calling him the physical commissioner. Then it was Mick Foley again, very briefly, for about a month, until he left. Ric Flair, a co-owner with Vince McMahon, part of that great storyline after yeah. the invasion and everything else. Now we get into what I would call the, the era of the GMs. One Eric Bischoff. I'm back! And better than ever! From July of 2002 until uh, December of 03. Okay. Let's see. After that, Chief Morley, a.k.a. Sean Morley, a.k.a. Val fucking Venus. Why? Who was the chief of staff, general manager, slash co-general manager. 
Then it was Eric Bischoff and Steve Austin together. That was a fucking fun bit because it was them together. Uh, Then it was Eric Bischoff and Mick Foley, which I don't remember. Uh, Then it was back to Bischoff. Then Steve Austin when he was a sheriff with full general manager powers. Then Theodore Long was GM of Raw for one night only. (laughs) Amazing. Bischoff. Then Coachman. Jonathan Coachman, interim general manager. Then Bischoff. Then Johnny Blaze slash Spade slash Nitro slash Morrison slash guy whose ass I'm going to beat in a few weeks at Dreamwave. He was the assistant to the general manager. Then Eugene was the interim general manager for one night only. Then Eric Bischoff. Then Maven was the interim general manager for one night only. I remember this storyline. The next week... Benoit was the interim general manager for one night only. The next week, Orton was the interim general manager for one night only. And the last, Chris Jericho, interim general manager for one night only. They did a bit for Survivor Series where the winning team, each member of the team, got to run Raw for one week. Mm. Which I thought was fun. fun. Yeah, Uh, Bischoff, then Mr. McMahon. Somehow the Spirit Squad were interim general managers. I have no memory of this. Made GMs for one night only. Spirit Squad. Made GMs for one night only by interim general manager Mr. McMahon. There you go. Then Mr. McMahon. Then (laughs) DX in 06. It just says, DX took over Raw for the night after they put Coachman in a garbage bin and wheeled him away. That's how you... That's how you obtain power in this this corporate hierarchy. I love that. Bischoff. Uh, Michael Pena? What? I don't know. P-E-N-A? There's a thing over the N? Michael? Yeah, you, that's how you say that. But uh, how, I, have, why I don't even know who been, that is. I'm pretty sure... You, uh, I don't know. On. Is this the guest host era? Uh, I don't think we're there yet. Because then it's Coachman. Then it's Regal. Then it's Coachman. You know who that is. I do know. Yeah, the guy from fucking Ant-Man. Yeah. Uh, Then Regal. John Cena is a former Raw GM. Huh. Okay. Randy Orton. Triple H. William Regal. Mike Adamley. (laughs) Chris Jericho was interim general manager. I have no knowledge of any of this. Mike Adamley, Shane and Stephanie McMahon, then Stephanie, then Vicky Guerrero, Donald Trump, disgraced former dictator of the U.S., then Mr. McMahon, then it literally just says various guest hosts. Okay. From June, oh my God, from June of 2009... Until May of 2010. We went through almost a year of that era. Holy fucking God. Then Vicky Guerrero. Jesus. Then Bret Hart. Bret Just as he was then removed of this position by Mr. McMahon. Good. Then the anonymous Raw general manager. Which might have been worse than the year of guest hosts in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, which was revealed to be Hornswoggle. Then Triple H. Then Theodore Long. Then John Laurinaitis. Remember that? Then mm-hmm. David Otunga as a legal advisor. Then Theodore Long. Then somehow Eve Torres as an executive administrator. 
Then it just says interim general managers. What? Okay, I don't remember this at all. AJ Lee. I the vaguely proposal. remember that. Yes, Raw One Thousand. Yep. Okay. Uh, Vicky Guerrero. Uh, confirmed cuck. Brad Maddox. <laughs> I love how much you exemplify uh, a documented uh, legally defined cuck. Emphasize. Yes. I almost said exemplify. What? I, I love nope. the way you emphasize the ox part. Maddox. <laughs> Is that not how it's pronounced? I would have said Maddox. Maddox? I would have said Brad Maddox. But oh, you okay. go Maddox. I like that. I prefer that, and <laughs> I'm going to just... switch to it. Okay. Uh, then Stephanie McMahon. Then Kane as director of operations. <laughs> then it just says John Cena slash guest host slash anonymous Raw general manager. What? At this point, we're in 2014. This is after this? the Authority lost control at Survivor Series. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, Triple H, Shane McMahon, Shane and Stephanie, Stephanie Foley in 2016. I don't remember that at all. I, I do. Uh, Kurt Angle. I do recall this. Yep. There's that great moment where Kurt's just like looking off in La La Land, and Triple H is about winding to punch up to him. punch him. Yeah, it looks like Kurt's whistling. Yep. It's so good. Baron Corbin. As Constable, both Constable Corbin. Corbin and acting general manager. Yes. I liked Constable Corbin. It was something. He looked like a like a like a host at a red lobster. A million percent. How many people are in your party? Six? Okay. Um uh, deep six? Okay, gotcha. Oh Alexa Bliss, supervisor of the women's division. I have I no recollection. I think this was when this. she was gone, like from some sort of injury or whatever, forever. Like there was, I feel like yeah. I seem to recall she was gone and like not medically cleared to wrestle for like over a year for some reason. Huh? Maybe I'm just misremembering. Uh, Sonya Deville, and uh, that brings us to current time. Adam Pierce, who's been at it since January of 2020. He's good. Three years on the gig now. There you go. The long and illustrious history of raw authority figures. All right, back to the show. Uh, did you catch the Daniel Bryan chant? Yeah. There's a couple of them. There, there's a couple of them. There's one of them that popped me really big. Mm. But uh, we'll get there. So Vince is out. He cuts this needless promo about how Bret Hart's not going to be here. Yeah. And then, as I wrote... Embryotic Drew McIntyre comes to the ring. He's so, yeah. So young. Yeah. Looking like a gigantic Brian Kendrick. <laughs> Big time. Um, God, that song, though. It's great. It's so good. Uh, this Broken is, Dreams. This is another thing that me and Cage used to reference all the time, was this uh, storyline of him being a, a selfish brat or whatever that the boss liked because we would do, we would do our version of Drew McIntyre, but yeah. it's Drew from this time period, yeah. right? So it's clearly not yours. It's it's way different. <laughs> Get on your knees, Teddy. Master McMahon picked me to be a future world champion. It's pretty like, good. The the Scottish in him is heavy. Yeah. But anyways, it's definitely faded over time. I feel like it's a little bit. I mean, when he's yelling, it gets uh, it comes out, but yeah. When he's know. just talking, yeah. it's not there anymore. Uh, not as much. So My note here just says, the youth. Uh-huh. 
So then this bleeds into yet another promo, though, which is a recurring theme on this show, where Drew McIntyre asks Teddy Long to come out, and he do. And then we get pre-New Day Kofi. Yeah. Which is always weird to see pre-New Day any of them, to me. At this point, yeah. Yeah. And one of the things, I had a couple notes real quick here. 13 years later, Andrew is about to challenge for the IC title again. Mmm. Wild. And has had like two or three runs on top. Yeah. Um, Can we just... No- you said Brad Maddox earlier. Yes. And I'm looking at that Tremors poster in the yes. bottom left or bottom right corner. There's a guy whose name is Brent, Brent Maddox. Maddox. That's right. Uh, I believe he's actually... Yeah. Um, fuck, I'm pretty sure it's the director. Brent right? Maddox? Yes. Story by, because he helped write it. Screenplay by... Produced by... Dire- oh, no, Ron Underwood was the director. That's right. I'm sorry. Brent Maddock was the writer-producer. That's it. Dude, Brent Maddock. Yeah. Not Mad Doc. Not Cuck. No, no, no. Confirmed solid writer. Confirmed bull of... (laughs) Brent Maddock is confirmed card-carrying bull to Brad Maddox. That is correct. The white bull, Brent Maddock. That's my new wrestling name, honestly. Let's... (laughs) Uh, anyway, um, so not knowing, cause I didn't pay attention to, I don't know how I missed in the opening video package. I watched the opening video package. I just missed the right. fact that Taker was in a vegetative state until the end of the show. Oh my God. So when this match started, I was like, what the, f- why is this not a fatal four way match? You would think that your opener. On Fatal 4-Way would be a fucking Fatal 4-Way. It ain't. No. And, honestly, honestly, yes, it pisses me off more that not every single match is a Fatal 4-Way match on this show. Yeah. Because you can have two or three Fatal 4-Way matches on a regular fucking pay-per-view. Uh-huh. You're selling Fatal 4-Ways to me and giving me two and three? Fuck off. You know what pisses me off about it? The whole build for this Fatal 4-Way thing is the champion has no advantage. The odds are against the champion. The odds are for a new champion. Okay. One, you do this shit all the fucking time. Two, we're opening with a title match that's not a fucking 4-Way. The commentators won't shut their fucking cock holsters about how every title is in jeopardy tonight with the Fatal 4-Way odds. Only a 25% chance of winning. But that's if it's you and three other normal men. Yeah, I'm a genetic freak, and I'm not normal. So with me in the match, your chances of winning drastic go down. Goddamn right. But then we're going to open with this that is a title match that is not a fatal fucking four-way. And like, Here's my fantasy booking. You can make the fucking video package the whole, the same thing. Yes. The, the whole same thing. Build the match as... Drew versus Kofi versus Matt. Teddy comes out and is like, no, you asshole. You fucking almost killed me or whatever. Right. So here's what I'm going to do. This is Fatal 4-Way. This is not going to be a triple threat match. This match is going to have The Undertaker. And, and just because he yes. doesn't have to eat a fall, he can have a fun match with a bunch but of But he's in a vegetative kids. state. Yeah, I didn't know that at the time. Oh, okay. When I was fantasy booking this. Right. 
what a great thing for Teddy to get sure. back at Drew for, and like, you and could, for a and while that was Teddy's thing too. Exactly. You got to go one on one with. The, well, tonight it would be like you got to go one on four. I think if the math adds up with the Undertaker, one on four would be five people. Two on, on two on two on one on one. Huh? Two one on one on one on one. Yeah, okay, that's how you'd have to say it. You have, you get to go one on one on one on one with the Undertaker. So like, here the, here's my things with this match. I don't think that this match is bad. There was some there was a lot of shit in it that I actually enjoyed. It felt so long, so long. The back and, third's great. Y- yes, what? Uh, it, but here I have two huge hook hangups with it. One, it's very long. Uh, two. So, one of my sorry, no, no, just yeah. to exemplify what you're saying, one of my notes here says, "I'm not convinced something has happened yet." <laughs> Dude, I, I'm I'm gonna get more into the cans and more wound up as this episode progresses. <laughs> I can't fucking wait to rant about this goddamn pay per view. Fucking okay, are, are you getting up? I yeah, I'm. If about you are, to. can you grab me one of these? Yeah. Okay, so I'm just gonna bitch here for a second while you're doing that. Braden's got the gym legs going on right now, guys. He's moving like. Fucking fridge is awesome. Oh, thank you. He's moving like fucking Fred Gwynn on the set of the Monsters. Uh, okay, so this match is... It's not that it's bad. It's very long. And when I have watched an, an opening video package, an entrance, a promo, an entrance, a promo, an entrance, an entrance, and then the match, I'm fucking <laughs> a little, you know, irritated already. It's good. It's all well and fine. My biggest issue is with this fucking ending. So Drew hits the Future Shock DDT, his old finish, the double arm DDT on Kofi. The referee has been bumped. Okay? Decent ref bump, I thought. Fairly yeah, creative. I, Fairly creative. Yeah, yeah. Dug it was that. new. The referee has been bumped. Drew hits his finish, goes for the cover, nothing. Sees Teddy at ringside, makes Ted get into the ring. Takes the shirt off of Chuck Robinson, puts it on Teddy, makes Teddy count the three. You're going to count the three or whatever. And Teddy Long has this moment where he counts two and then stops and just looks and is like, no, I'm not going to do it. I, you know, I, I won't, I'm not going to take this abuse much longer. Here's the thing. My, my issue with this is not the story that's being told. I understand. And it, and it is undeniably over. Yeah, like that crowd comes up when Teddy stops counting, and they've been tepid at this point. I feel like they were they were at that point they were up more because right. because that's something what, was happening. They, they were doing a bunch of shit before yeah. the ref got bumped and all that stuff. Kofi has sold this fucking DD, and I understand. You know, it's for the fucking purposes. You know, whatever. And I don't like to be that fucking guy. He is down. It it is like five straight fucking minutes that he is completely lifeless puts and over the move brother <laughs> I sure and then on top of that to me the falsy with Teddy stopping the count doesn't doesn't work if Kofi moves no I, I understand that what, uh, what I mean is that the time that it took like to me no, it I, took I too long in too. between these things yeah. if Drew had hit the fucking move and immediately known that the ref was fucked and gotten fucking Teddy in there and been like, fucking do... And added a sense of urgency to it. I think that Teddy not counting the three would have actually helped it. I was expecting a kick out. 
was yeah. my fucking thing. I was like, God damn, he's been there for... But then on top of that, then we get a Matt Hardy run in because Matt had been suspended or something because of Drew McIntyre. Yeah. He beats the ever-living shit out of Drew as Teddy watches and just nods approvingly. Yes. Hits the twist of fate and leaves. And then Kofi just wins. Well, he hits the... Or no, you're right. He, he hits, he hits, the, trouble the, he hits the Trouble in Paradise. You're right. But it's the thing where I'm like, I th- thought it kind of made Kofi look like a chump. Ah, uh, well, I I can see where you could get that, but um, I don't just in the so. sense of like, up until that point, nothing had happened. Like, oh, nothing. Good night. Good night. N- nothing uh, uh, suspicious or whatever. Like, Drew just... Yes, the ref getting bumped was an accident. Yeah. Drew hit his fucking move, which killed him. He still can't kick out. Somebody else has to fucking do something, and then he... I, I don't know. I just... I didn't think it made... If it didn't make him look good, it sure as shit didn't make him look strong. Uh, okay. That's fair. I, I, I'll give you that it didn't make him look strong, but I don't think it made him look uh, stupid or anything yeah. like that. I don't know. I, I think it was good for protecting the move. I mean, I, I hear that. I just, I don't know. It's a weird I, thing, because no, normally I'm all about protecting the move. I would have hated it more if he had hit the move and then just been fine afterwards and hitting his finish and then yeah celebrating. Sure. I don't know. There's something about the timing of it that just didn't sit well with me. Uh, That's fair. Uh, no uh, matter uh, what, yes. overall, bell to bell, this went way too fucking long. <laughs> I paused this after this match ended. Now, granted, there was all that rigmarole at the beginning, right? <laughs> this show, this show is two hours and thirty-two minutes long. You just like seriously, like actually used the term rigmarole. I sure did. <laughs> I love that. This show is two hours and thirty-two minutes long. After the opening match, we are. 30 minutes in. Mm-hmm. Holy shit, man. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, let's see, what was after this? Um, it was a Fatal 4-Way match. Oh, wait, wait, Here wait. Hold go. on. You're, you're skipping the promo in the back with the Heart Dynasty that was not good. Well, I wonder why I didn't note it. <laughs> Dude. I Tyson Kidd, I thought, was actually... Good. I like Tyson Kidd. Especially yeah. him and uh, Cesaro as a team. Yeah. Fucking seen, dope. That's the, that's the only Tyson Kidd I've ever seen, and it's awesome. He had a really good run in NXT, I think, like, right before that. That was good. Um, David Hart Jr. is a weird, weird person. Hmm. Big as a house, but just strange. Yeah. And it made me realize, and I wrote it down, they hired Natalia in 65. Dude. Here's the thing. 65 million years ago, Natalia was employed by the WWE. <laughs> and fighting Triceratopses. Like, god Dude. damn it. This, this, this promo, by the way, is bad. It's so fucking bad. They won't stop talking about Brett. They won't stop talking about the Nexus trying to kill yeah. Brett by casually walking into buildings with a car. Like, oh my god, Just... I fucking hated it. But yes, after that though, we got a four-way. Yes. It is Maurice. Yes. Versus Gail Kim. 
who I did not know was at the company or in the company this time. Versus Alicia Fox, who sucks. Fuck you. Versus Eve Torres. This is bad. My first note here says Alicia Fox is really, really bad. Her timing is terrible. Her, in, her, her ring positioning isn't. Her psychology... Let me tell you, just starting that sentence is a joke. Um, Alicia Fox is one of the best... I would put Alicia Fox as the second best in this match. I, I'm not necessarily going to argue that. <laughs> Gail, Gail Kim is fucking great. Gail, yeah. Gail Kim's yeah. always been fucking awesome. Yeah. I felt bad for her watching this. Yeah. She, I don't know, Alicia Fox should have never gone further than Wedding Planner. Oh, fuck um, How bad were all these theme songs, though? Brother. One awful theme after another, after another, after another. I didn't, I, I, I thought they were all just playing, the, someone played, like, the Jabber music, and everyone came out to the same song that just never stopped. Would have been better, honestly. Like... The only ones that I the, the only one that actually stood out to me was Alicia Fox's because it's a very bad knockoff of fucking uh, Hot in Her, but like all these all these fucking theme songs are fucking bad. Yeah. Uh, I actually had a note here that just says my expectations are low. <laughs> uh, Alicia Fox is a real fucking good tilt a world backbreaker in this. Yeah. She also hits uh I think it's Northern Lights. I don't know. She had a really good bridge. Fuck you and your hate. Uh, here's some fun shit about Eve Torres. Legit married into the Gracie family. Has like actual shoot fighting and training backgrounds. If this were an actual thing, could have probably smoked all of them easily. Not a great professional wrestler. <laughs> That's crazy. I just, yeah. Um. So Alicia Fox wins. Which I didn't know, expect, or whatever. Want? No, I was fine with it. No. No, she should have won. Anyone who likes Alicia Fox, I think less of you. That's my last Fuck note. you, my man. <laughs> uh, okay, so here's okay, but here's the thing I, I didn't like about that finish, though. So whatever the fuck it is, it's somebody... Eve hits a move on Maurice, I think. I don't know. I think it was the moonsault, wasn't it? Sure, we'll go with that. This fucking finish has been so played out that I, I despise when I see it now. It's a multi-man match. You hit a move on Connor. I shit-can you out of the ring and steal the pin. I think that's... I like that spot for a falsy. Yes! Like, if it's a triple threat, yes. I hit my deal on dude. You yes. shit-can me out. One, two, you break it up. Now like to you get add, back in barely. Now, to like, add to this, though, how much I fucking hate this... It's the finish here. It's the finish on a, one of these other fucking four-way matches later. And they they show clips of a four-way match that they did on Raw for some fucking reason to build to this yeah. show. Instead of just putting that on the fucking card. And it's the finish there, too. You gotta watch your back. You gotta watch your back in these multi-mans. I'm thinking, where? I don't, like, it, I don't know. Steve. Like, <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's like, I'm not saying that it's not... It's, it's effective. It's, God damn it. I can't believe that just happened. That I just said that at the same time that you did. Current day Vince McMahon, I like your mustache, but 
Is there any like specific reason that you guys leaned so heavily on that finish in triples and four ways and whatnot? Well, if you want to, if we find ourselves in the WWE running into the same problem. We're, we just want this guy's move to be done on the show, but we don't want him to win, but we don't want it to be kicked out of. So we just do that. Every time we do that. That's what we do. And it's effective. I can't argue the effectiveness, Vince. We spoon feed you. <laughs> we, we spoon feed you idiots. Vince, I gotta be honest with you. I, think, I can't place why, but hearing you just say the word spoon is deeply <laughs> upsetting to me. Why? Why? It's just something about the tone of your voice. You sound more like a demon today than normal, too. I'm a little, I'm a little deep into the Jack. Oh God, are you spoon feeding Jack into your mouth? Yes. <laughs> I I put I use two teaspoons of Jack in my drink. Oh God, Vince, I'm gonna have to ask you to drive home now. I can do that. Goodbye, I'm, Vince. I'm a good driver. Oh, I hope he. I hope nothing bad happens on that trip back to Stanford, Connecticut. I do. Uh, something very. Oh, bad I was happens. being facetious. Um, oh yeah. So. Only to him, not no one else. No yes. collateral damage, please. Yeah. Uh, a, I don't know a ravine. <laughs> uh, okay. I don't know a ravine. So Jesus. A- after after this fucking match, which was. I, I have to stress this again. Very bad, like I, to to a point where yeah. I was like, I felt bad for every. Like I thought, I felt like Gail was trying. Yeah. I kind of thought the other women involved were trying, and it was just not goddamned there. You notice what name you didn't say specifically? Mm. Yeah, you only said Gail Kim. You didn't say anything about Alicia Fox because she fucking sucks. No, I no no. <laughs> Gail was trying. I, I thought Alicia was trying. I thought Eve was trying. Honestly, I didn't think Maurice was trying for fucking shit. I don't... I thought she was maybe... I like yeah. Maurice. I like I Maurice. I like Maurice now. Yeah, exactly. Like her match... that uh, Those mixed tag matches that she has with The Miz recently. That, that like her and Miz against like... Remember, uh, was it Edge and Beth? Yeah, I remember liking yeah. that one a lot. Yeah. And there was, another, there was another one. I can't remember specifically what it was, but... No, like she's way better now for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. But like what, at this point, I was naturally like, you'd oh, want you'd hope, yeah. But yeah, this ugh. So then after this, we get this fucking promo in the back with Ray and Big Show. I liked this. You fucking. Why? I hated this. Why? I hated this so fucking bad. Why? It felt like I was watching a cutscene from a fucking PS2 game. What do you mean? The dialogue is trash. It's just fucking like. I didn't think it was that bad. Oh, I thought, I really just didn't like it. I literally wrote down it's it's a promo from a PS2 game. Ray, we're friends, but if it comes down to it, I'll knock you out. It's yeah. I just I didn't like. I yeah, didn't, you know what I think. Ray I like Ray that. saved this for me because I liked Ray's lines. And then they do the thing where, like, Ray fucking walks away and you just close on Big Show being like, mm-hmm, like, smiling, nodding, and approving. I'm like, it just felt so fucking standard. 
Okay, I like Ray in this. I can you, give you, you that. I'm always you, gonna like Ray. You, you, you. Sh- the, show the, me the, the light. The, the line about like as big as your fist is, my heart's bigger. Yes, fine. That's I that's love that. decent. But like all the rest of us, it's like God damn it. Um, it's gonna be another recurring theme on the show too. You ever just get stuck on a word? Because I just did. Oh yeah, I said you a hundred you, times. You, uh, guess what? We do after this, by the way, because I just made a note of it. We keep hyping the odds in these fatal four-way matches. These commentators yeah. just the odds are of a new champion. The odds are. I would have loved Booker T on commentary for this show. You know he would have just been leaning right into Ugh. those odds. Dude, I, I don't I don't mean to fucking sidetrack here. And I, I know we already talked about like dumb takes on the internet with like Omega and Vikingo and shit. <laughs> fucking Booker T had this take recently, like within the last day or so, that said anybody who slaps their leg should be fired. What? You dumb fuck. Like... Shawn what? Michaels should have been fired. Drew McIntyre, The Rock, the but I want the, the rock, rock. The Rock slapped his fucking leg on multiple punches every time in every match. Didn't even try to hide it. Didn't even fucking try to hide it. No. Fire him. Fire him. The biggest star in the history of the fucking business. Fucking fire him. Tajiri. Tajiri. Fire him. Fucking uh, Dolph, one of the best in-ring per- uh, workers of the last twenty-five fucking years. Fire him. Like. Like, I understand guys go Ray too far with it. Ray Mysterio. Mysterio, fire him. Like, all these people that are immensely better and more successful than Booker T, fire him. Drew McIntyre, fire him. Sheamus, fire him. Walter, Gunther, whatever you want to call him, fire him. Fuck you, Booker, you stupid bitch. <laughs> like, if you want to bitch about people doing the leg slap thing too often, I'll hear you. That's a discussion I'm willing to have. Guys, I slap the shit out of my thighs on everything. <laughs> I get it. Guess what? It's over. And it's easier than fucking bumping. And I'm a Chris Hero mark. And I was literally on a show with him one time where he bled from his fucking leg because he slapped the shit out of himself so much. Jesus. Was that too much? Absolutely. fucking lutely Would he say so? Probably. But guess what? It was over as shit. <laughs> there you go. And nobody got hurt. Yeah. God damn it. Fuck you, Booker. I hate him. Anyways. Then we get something fucking... I I actually very much enjoy. Yeah. We get Jericho versus Evan Bourne with another promo. (laughs) Start the match. Yeah, I guess I didn't realize that it was another another promo. And it's a long one. Well, I like this one. Well, it's Jericho. So, like, how are you not gonna... I enjoyed this promo. Like it, the it promo, like but yeah, you you are right. It is yet another promo. Um, I I want to say this because I made the note. Jericho looks younger now than he does on this pay per view. Really? Yeah. Like to such a degree where I had to ask Meg. She's watching this with me. I go, I'm not just thinking this, but he he looks. He looks to be younger than he is in 2010, currently in 2023, right? And she goes, yeah. And I'm like, man, sobriety will fucking do wonders for people, I guess. Like, holy shit, man. Yeah. Like, but he, he goes through those phases where he'll get out of shape. And, and you can tell that he's, like, on the sauce. 
and whatnot, and then he'll fucking tighten this shit up. But like we're in in the face, yeah, in the face specifically right now. He does look younger than he did on this show. That's crazy, dude. Yeah. Uh, so you can't even say the youth. No, I can't. The, the the inverted age. The the what would you say? What would be the opposite? It has to be one syllable for me. Oh. What would be the exact? Opposite I I don't know if youth? I could do it with the, one syllable. The, the old. I guess. The age. The age. The death. The, that doesn't hit as as hard. No. The I, death. I just wanted to say the temperament. <laughs> the death. The tempering. The t- the time. The time. There. Okay. There's there's yep. something there. The the time on him. Yeah. <laughs> the time on him. Yes. The time on him. The time on Jericho here. <laughs> I always think it's weird whenever I go back and I see Matt Seidel or Evan Bourne in the Fed. I kind of yeah. just forget that it happened. To me, Evan Bourne is a it exists in a vacuum. Matt yeah. Seidel is a completely separate human being. For sure. Like, I can't... This has to be one of the only pay-per-view singles matches he had. Maybe the only one. I don't remember him having another pay-per-view one-on-one match. I don't I don't know. I don't remember a lot from this era because I was watching Dreamwave. Right. He was also, like, born Seidel, whatever you want to call him. He was one of the first, like, signees from the indies where people were like, Whoa, that guy got signed? Before it was, like, I don't want to say commonplace, but, like... Yeah. Would you say that he walked so Ricochet could run? I would, honestly, yeah. Like... There you go. He was the first guy they let do the Shooting Star Press after it being banned for years. Yeah. Didn't they Uh, make him do it on a crash pad, like, 50 times in a row? Yeah. Yeah. Imagine how exhausting. Yeah. Uh... I wonder if they did the same thing for Ali, for the inverted four fifty. Uh, probably not. Different time period at that point. So, I I only have a few notes on this match. This is this is my favorite part of the show. I love this match. Yeah, but I I have my note here says this has been good. Yeah, like, it's just it's cool whenever you see Jericho like dusting stuff off. That he used to do, and it's weird that like he does it even now in 2023. Like every so often, he'll bring something back from back in the day, yeah. right? But this is 2010, perfect German suplex with a bridge. And uh, I can't remember who it was on commentary said we haven't seen him do that in a while. Striker probably. Yeah. Uh, the fucking the double underhook into the backbreaker, uh, uh, deal or whatever the fuck. And I'm like, man, like it. it I fucking love Jericho so goddamn much, dude. And like yeah. watching this match, I was like, it makes it made me remember why so much. Because I'm like, this is 13 fucking years ago. He's already a fucking legend, and is elevating younger talent. And here we are, 13 fucking years later, and he's doing it again. Like, just fucking rules. Yeah. Big time. What do you think of the finish of this? Um, I love it. Mm-hmm. I didn't expect it. Um, even when he hit it, I was Shoot like... her to the back. Which is terrifying. Yeah. Because, you, man, you can't... From that position, you can't brace, you can't protect yourself. You can't do nothing, baby. Yeah. But at least you have 
your spine to protect you. You know what I you know what I watched for when they replayed it? Jericho's arms. Cause I'm like, if you put your hands underneath of yourself, you'll Brother. fucking ruin everything. You have to fucking like knuckles to canvas, palms to the sky. You gotta just fucking lay there and trust that guy's gonna hit you and hit you correctly. Yeah. Like Which I mean, let's get real here. If there's anyone I'm exp- I'm like, hey, can you do a shooter exactly here? Right. Matt, like, I mean, Evan Borden it, Absolutely. is your guy. Yeah, yeah. If, if it's got to be done, that's the guy to do it. But Absolutely, at the same yeah. time, it's but like... But still, it doesn't make it any fuck, less man. terrifying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, um, no, I, I, I love this. I, was, I wrote it down. At, the finish was Jericho bump into Airborne. Yeah. Because... They go back, dude... This match gets a ton of time as well. Yeah. But it didn't bother me here because I felt like... This was, like, the, psychologically the, sound, too. It was psychologically was sound. Like I thought great. the pace was pretty fucking good. Yeah. Like, because Jericho would slow it down. Bourne would speed it up for what I felt like was longer periods of time. Then Jericho would slow it down. Yeah. And I felt like the, the, the times where it was slowed down got shorter as the match progressed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. After this. My next note says, what the fuck? Veggie taker? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So. This is where we are, Kane guys. Kane is going to avenge his brother that he attacked. <laughs> like, well, it's no fucking obvious. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like. So knowing that it ended up being Kane and rewatching this, I was remember being like, I, I I don't think I was watching at this time or whatever. I, and if I, and if I was, I definitely wasn't watching SmackDown. But I was like, why were we ever supposed to think it was anyone but Kane? Like it it's the worst who done it. Yeah. Maybe of all time. It's not even called a who done it. It's a he done it. Yeah, like, <laughs> and the the here. I wish that like part of the story because the whole story is just everyone being like, no, 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 it wasn't me. It wasn't me. Okay. Why did he, he even like talk to Rey Mysterio about it? Right. Yeah, mate. Rey Mysterio ain't putting the Undertaker like, in a he, vegetative state. What would he have possibly done? And also, if he could do that, if, if any of these people did it, right, why aren't they always winning matches? <laughs> what the fuck? Like, just put your opponent in a vegetative state and then pin them. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's, oh, that's true. fuck. Um... You know what? I, I will say this, though. The video package made me remember something I do want to put on the docket. Uh, SummerSlam 2010 mm. has a really, really good Kane versus Ray match. Mm. It's really fucking good. Uh, that okay. show is hit and miss, but fuck, I love that match a lot. I've only ever heard of SummerSlam 2010 based on the ending of it. It ain't great. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but moving on with this. So we've got our World Heavyweight Championship 4-Way. CM Punk versus Champion Jack Swagger versus Rey Mysterio versus Big Show. Mm-hmm. Punk in the evil Lucha mask because he had lost his hair to Rey. Yeah. I dug that. 
Yeah. I kind of think it should have gone on a little bit longer. I always love that everyone who, anyone who does a hair versus hair match in the Fed has mm-hmm. their version of the let me milk this as much as I can. Oh, yeah. Kurt, it was the headgear with the miraculously my hair grew back <laughs> yeah. in 20... 20- <laughs> The headgear in like the three makeup. days or whatever, yeah. Yeah. where the hair, the hair under the headgear was way longer than what his hair had been before. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Molly, Molly Holly had yeah. that wig with the chin strap underneath yeah. it. Um, yeah, CM nobody Punk with the ma- I nobody ever that. just says like, "Yeah, fuck you, I got my head shaved." Didn't Vince have a version of it? He had it, the do rag. Yeah, he had that do rag. Fucking work. And then he won the ECW title. What? Yeah. We what should cover hell? we should also cover the show where Vince becomes ECW champion. Because I have something that I want to put on the fuck board. Hmm. And I'm going to force it to the top spot cuz it's been a while since I've picked something. Sure. Um but I want to talk about that in the end. Sure. And I have it written down in my notes so Good. I won't forget. Uh, uh whoa. <laughs> yeah. So this match, though, um, the, okay. So my my issues with this, I only have a few, really. I hate how the focus of the match, based on the video package and everything else, is not the four people involved, and it's not the world heavyweight title. It's Kane and the threat of him beating the shit out of someone yeah. for putting the Undertaker in a vegetative state. Yeah, like the whole video package. The is championship like, is secondary. It's. Tertiary. I would argue it's third. It's tertiary. Yes, yes, it is to this, and that that irritated me. And then um, I was also slightly annoyed that both Ray and Punk wore yellow. I'm like, God damn it, <laughs> God damn it, guys. Yeah. Um, um. So I'm gonna give you two knock, notes. Knock right. knock. What? Knock knock. Who's there? Check one. Check on who? Oh, yeah! <laughs> it's Jack Swagger as world champion. God damn it, dude. I, I, you told me that before, but I love it. God, I'm sorry. Was, go on. Had, um, to, had to. I'm going to give you... That song is so good, though. The the uh, not rage against the machine <laughs> that they have for it. Yeah, sure. Yeah. It, it's 100% a knockoff. Uh, I love it, though. It's very good. Um, so my first two notes are, I'm not sure I've seen anything yet. (laughs) And then, I hate that every multi-man with Big Show follows the same fucking formula. Yeah. Everyone team up against him. And it goes on for so long until they finally get the advantage, and then a really good triple threat match happens. Basically. And then the Big Show comes in. Uh, yeah, um, my notes are, in essence, that. Like, I, I thought this was... Once they got past this, the big show, I, it, thought I was this like, was, this is awesome. I thought this was stone simple, but just very... It was good. Yeah. And then... Big, show, like, takes that, big show takes that real good bump on that DDT, though, at one point in this. Re- well, he rolls. He's... It, a massive man. <laughs> yeah, but I'm willing just, to grade on a very it just belly makes looking me curve. laugh when I see him take a DDT from Ray specifically. Sure. I guess I don't know. Um, and then just like 
two years earlier at Great American Bash, Kane's mm-hmm. here to ruin a CM Punk match. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, which he doesn't really ruin it as much as I thought he would. No, this this was just more. I I can't even. I don't want to use the phrase weird because usually I like weird. This is just wacky, and odd. Yeah, I don't know. So like he wheels out a casket. Yeah. For reasons that I got to be honest, I don't. I don't really know how this is. I thought the Undertaker was going to come out and they were going to. Beat the I fuck fucking out of everyone else uh, in the whole deal. I think at some point after this, they do a bit with a casket and Taker comes out of it. At some of the really it, cool, but it was but I he wheels that thing out and I was like, oh fuck, Taker's in there. Yeah, and then he ain't, and he kind of puts Punk in it, but he doesn't. And then Luke Gallows comes out, and yeah. they all three just kind of like he boots wander Kane off away, and then they run away. Yeah, like, you're not. Worried about the championship anymore? Dude, exactly. It, it is uh, tertiary. <laughs> okay, whatever. Uh, Kane chases after him. Yep. And then something happens in the ring. I can't remember. Ray Pin Swagger. Yeah, he does the 619, 619 and then Splash. Yeah, because Big and Show's laying down on the floor on the other side. I didn't expect that, but I'm I for it. it. Yeah. And the crowd is up for Big that time. at this point because this match is ruled and then Kane came out and everyone was like what the fuck and that lasted like a minute yeah and then once he was gone then he hit the 619 crowds back yeah and then they were up for the finish yeah love it uh this is gonna be a weird weird opinion maybe I kind of needed I didn't need more Kane involvement as far as time I needed him to do something more to get Punk out of here it just didn't, like, because Punk literally just kind of runs away and is like, yeah, fuck this. And I'm like, fucking world title. And you've got yeah. Luke Gallows there with you. Yeah. Bob Kane, get back in the ring. Like, if Kane had done something more to eliminate Punk, fine. But as it was, I was just happy Maybe, to see Ray win. You know what you could do? Mm, this is beautiful that I just thought of this. Um, Kane comes out, hits Punk with... Whatever. If you want to make it really devastating and not have him take a hellacious bump, yeah, then you don't do a choke slam on the, the outside. That was no. my initial thought. But if you want that, then you can do that, or just a tombstone. Sure, just as devastating. But yeah, let's be real. If you know, Safe. you know. Yep. Um, and then Luke Gallows comes out and hits Kane, and they roll yes. to the back. Yes, that that's exactly what I'm saying. So Punk. My only issue with this was Punk just being like, "Yeah, fuck it." Yeah. Fuck it. Fuck it. Uh, but no, I, I popped big for Ray winning. I'd forgotten that too, honestly. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of like, oh shit. But then guess what? We get reminded again. Championships change hands in Fatal 4-Ways. Hey, remember when we did a Fatal 4-Way for the US title on Raw last fucking week instead of on this pay-per-view for some fucking reason? Yeah. And we got a new champion there too? But Ray pins swagger. Yes, but we still get a new champion. Yeah. I'm just glad that it wasn't somebody outside of it. Yeah, being like right, because I like I like a fatal four way in a sparing sparingly. Yeah, like as and I like the idea psychologically of you do not have to beat the champion to become the champion. Sure. that's cool, and that makes I, the champion. I think gives that the like champion a little bit of a disadvantage, and I like that. I think that like okay, so fun fact: 
if you go way back in your wrestling history, I'm talking way, way, way back, one-hour time limit draws for title matches were way more common because, well, we don't want this guy to lose, we don't want this guy to, you know, whatever. But back then, the precedent of the champion retaining on a DQ or a countout hadn't been established. I'm pretty sure it was Luthez that actually established this. Because he had a match that went to a DQ, mm. they announced this other guy as the champion, and then like the the board was like, no, you can't win the title that way. That was the precedent there, right? So then that becomes a fucking godsend for these bookers and promoters back then, because they're like, oh, we can just have a match go to a DQ. Yeah. We can just have a match go to a countout. Who, you know, whatever, right? Fast forward several decades, and it's actually ECW that brings the triple threat or the three-way dance to, like, American wrestling. What a beautiful, what a beautiful thing. Exactly. They, there were, like, that was the first one here in the States, was ECW. It's the only so good then, thing they ever did. They should have closed the doors after that. Oh, shut the fuck up. So then, now, other promoters are like, and promotions are like, oh, Exactly what you were saying. What a perfect way, like, we can put our champion over without having the actual challenger eat a fall, or we can take the belt off of him without having him eat a fucking fall. Yeah. Like, and I'm all for that as a concept if the match itself makes sense. In small doses, sure. Like, yeah. yeah. But I I actually enjoyed that the champion still got pinned here. Yes, I like multi-mans where, the, where it's still, like... Yeah. The champion still loses because it proves to the audience that that can happen Yeah, in a multi-man. Exactly. Because we're conditioned to think otherwise. Yes, exactly. Uh, so, oh, we got a John Cena promo after this. Yes... Cuts yes. a promo about the Nexus. Mm-hmm. It was so this Captain America ass fucking promo, squeaky clean. That's exactly what I was thinking when I was always like, this is just, yeah, it's just Captain America, and this is 2010 though, so that movie hadn't come out yet. It, it Captain America would have been out 2012, I think. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I th- yeah, because the the first Iron Man was in like 08. There ain't no fucking way we're at Captain America at this point. But no, that's 100% what it was. He's literally like, I like to think that even my enemies have an uneasy truce against the Nexus. And I'm like, oh, this is... Blech. Yeah. It's completely clean. Like, it just... Oh, yeah, this is this is where they recap that four-way on Raw. Where I was like, why the fuck is this not on the show? Um, yeah. And then... Another fucking... Promo. Well, it's kind of a a little bit. It's it's a rap promo, Tom. Sort of. I liked Mrs. Rap. I thought it was very funny because it was. He forgot the fucking words. Well, for the he got the first two lines out. Yeah. Uh. So yeah. So it's Miz versus Truth. Um. I'm not gonna lie. I let it play, but I didn't. I didn't watch this. Yeah. <laughs> like I was going into the into the kitchen, I was going to the bathroom. Uh This is the point where I wrote down this show is pissing me off. <laughs> 2010 is such a fucking uh, 
this bat this, shit wild like not even like great dude, ear. This match gets so much fucking time. Yeah. This is one of my notes here says this has been eternal. And like this is okay, the the reason that this was the point where this show started to piss me off was I was like, I don't feel like I'm watching a pay per view. No. It's I feel so like I'm watching TV. I feel like I'm watching something between a bad episode of Raw and a house show. <laughs> because like if you get, like house shows, a lot of times guys will get a ton of time for their matches. Yeah. Because they're workshopping shit for television and or pay per view. Mm-hmm. Every match on this fucking show is too long. Even Jericho and Bourne, which I liked, is too long. That match could have been two minutes shorter, maybe three, and it would have been fucking awesome. Okay. I'll like to you. this one though. God damn. I'm I'm in the kitchen. I'm taking a shit. I'm playing on my phone. I'm not paying any attention to any of this. I hated this. Um, the only thing I ha- the only positive note I have on this match is the truth or consequence is a fucking awesome move. Is that the suplex into the stunner? Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty neat. Yeah. I always like I like it more when the when they when he really pops the guy's legs up uh-huh. and he comes, I realize that would be terrifying and I wouldn't take it that way. I would sure. take it the way Miz took it. Yeah. Which is just barely float over. Yeah. But either way, it's still just it's just cool. It's it is. Won't argue that. Um, and then my last note is, wow, that match happened. And it ended on a fucking roll-up. Yeah. I was like, After God all that. damn it. Like, uh, there's a don't try this at home uh, ad after this, which I thought was funny. I didn't realize we were still doing this in 2010. I love that. Um, yeah. Then there's an Edge promo that is... Fine and functional, but I'm just going to say very formulaic. Yeah. He looks tiny here. And he looks very young here. Yeah. Especially considered now. Holy shit. The time on him. The now. time. The time on The time on him now, dude. It's, it's heavy. The time is heavy. The time weighs heavy. <laughs> the time weighs heavy on edge. <laughs> I like that. The time weighs heavy on Edge. If you don't think about it, not if you as don't a think name. about it being a person, that yeah. sounds like an album name. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. That's our new. That's the TDC album I was talking oh, about. Oh shit! Yeah. Uh, after this, we have a six-person tag featuring the newly born Usos and Tamina, who was hired in '72, against the fucking Heart Dynasty. Yep. My first note on this match just says "dead crowd." <laughs> they they ain't into this at all. Yeah, but you you know what I did appreciate about this? Hmm. How just to watch this and the whole time I was watching this, all I really could think about was how far the Usos have come. Yeah, because they they seem very. I'm gonna say like create a wrestler here, yeah. or um, I can see that. You, you know, like. Not even NXT, because that wasn't a thing at this point. They just seem like you're in FCW last week, and we're just going to put you on TV now. Yeah. That's fair. They don't They don't even look like the same people. No. Like, they've just, like, aged and matured and, like, found their look and everything, Big time. you know? Um, Natty looks like a different person here. Yes! Here's the thing. Here's what I'm going to say. Do with your body what you will, ultimately. Sure. I'm all for whatever you want to do. I'm not here to... To judge, I do reserve the right to make fun of, though. Oh, yeah. 
You have the right to shoot Botox into your fucking face bone. I have Natty. I have plenty of things that people make can can make fun of me for. And yeah. that's great. They have the right for that. As long as it's I funny. will say this. The computer and mouse on my desk. Yes. The figures, the wrestling action figures I have in my box next to my desk. Yeah. My PlayStation 5 controller are all less a percentage of plastic than Natty is today. Dude, it's crazy. I cannot believe. Because especially seeing her here, and then in comparison to 2023. Yeah. She also, looks like a person here. Yes. Also, I, this is, okay, this is, this is going to be a weird thing to, to fucking point out. The length of time that people have runs in this company now, compared to what it was, is fucking batshit. Yeah. Natalia has been there for, I'm going to say she got signed in 08, maybe? I'd have to look. That, sound, that sounds right. Dude, it's 2023. She's still, like, Steve Austin wasn't in this company this long. The Rock wasn't in this company this long. Kurt like, Angle wasn't. Kurt Angle wasn't in this company this long. Kurt Angle would have debuted in late 99 and left by 06. So that's, if, if we're going to round up, say seven years. Yeah. So Natalia has been in the WWE on television twice as long as Kurt Angle. She's a vet to him. No, I'm and, kidding. But like, but there's so many of them. Like Sheamus, Sheamus is on this fucking show. Yeah. You know, like it's just Drew McIntyre. I know he went, he McIntyre. left and came yeah. back. But still, it's just wild. Because I'm like, okay, Hogan. Let let's go with the let's let's go big, right? Go big yeah. or go home, right? Hulkamania started in 84. Okay. In 93, he leaves mm. for WCW. So that's nine years. That is a long run. He had a lot of breaks in between that, during that nine years. You know, movies, all this other shit, right? But still, nine yeah. years. He's gone for a fucking decade. And then comes back and is there for another two and a half to three. Yeah. So that's... 12 years total for fucking Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Natalia has been under contract and on television longer. Tamina has been under contract and on television longer. Sheamus. Like, even people that I do... I, I love Sheamus, but like, even people that I do fucking enjoy. I'm not saying that like, just the people that I don't fucking like. It's just weird to think how long people fucking stay there now. Yeah. Aaliyah. Aaliyah is going to end up having a longer tenure under the WWE banner, a longer tenure on their fucking payroll than goddamn Hulk Hogan. And Hogan had at least a couple of good matches. Orton. 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 Yeah, there's another one. Has never been anywhere but. Yeah. We're in 21 years now? 20? Yeah, because they did the big thing last year for 20. Yeah. Like... Two God decades. damn. Yeah. Do you think that's the longest uninterrupted run? Uh, you know what's weird is I actually made a note of that uh, somewhere on here. As to, I'm curious as to what the longest uninterrupted stretch of employment for a wrestler, like someone on the roster is. Because a lot of times, like, you know, your referees or your backstage personnel or whatever, they'll, they'll be there for ages. Mike Kyoto, dude. 
He was there for. My Kyoto. I put words to it the other day. You did. It was something it was... about dogging on Hebner, and I can't yeah. remember now. But it was very good. Yeah, I could. My Kyoto. Anyway. Uh. Anyways. Uh. So this six-person tag. We went on a tangent there. Really did. I also had a note on this match. It's long. <laughs> It's so fucking long and, and boring. I think Natalia and Tamita sp- spend a combined 58 seconds of Dude, of this match I, in at legal. In I, I literally had a note of like why isn't this just a tag? <laughs> yeah. Like it takes so long for them to even be involved. I didn't, I had, didn't understand. Because they love their ref bumps. I think there's like two on this show. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe I'm misremembering. At least one, yeah. Do another one. Have Tamina get involved, or whoever's the heel. I'm assuming the... I, I thought the Usos I, are the heels. Yeah, so. that's what I thought. Have Tamina get involved. Yeah. Have Natty do some... You can have you run your spot or whatever, yeah. and do your big thing. If you're only going to be legal for 30 seconds, yeah. and then that's the finish, you can have that, and then have the tag team hit their finish. Yep. And there you go. goes home happy. Yeah. But instead, you just had Natty standing there on the apron for fucking 15 minutes. Dude, it like... It felt. I, if I gotta find a positive, I actually thought Natty's discus clothesline looked very good. Yeah. But, like, otherwise, this is just there. Like... So, at this point, we're at the main event of the main event. And... Yes. My biggest note... Before we even get into this match, this show is just fluff. And it's just fucking filler. Yeah. Anyways. It big time is. Uh, so the main event for the WWE title, Orton versus Sheamus versus Cena versus Edge. Uh, solid video package. I dug it. Yeah. Uh, clean shaven Orton still. I, I prefer my Orton with hair. Yeah, 2011 is peak. Yeah, I don't need a lot of hair. I just need a little bit of hair. 2011 is the perfect Randy Orton. Yeah. Do you remember uh, a couple years ago when he started to like almost grow his hair out? I want to say it was like 2018. 2017, 2017 yeah. 2018. I remember. I have a figure of that Orton. Yeah, and I remember being like, look, like watching stuff at home, being like, "Hey, why, why, why don't you pump the brakes on that?" Randy? <laughs> Like, why don't you pump the brakes on that? You gotta, you gotta, you gotta get that trimmed up real quick. <laughs> um. Oh my god. The yeah, I had a note here. The longevity of these four, like, still on television. So actually, if rumors are to be believed, all four of these guys are going to be on Mania, like in a week. Hmm. Yeah. Wild. That is crazy. Yeah. It, I don't like to. I don't like thinking to myself that this is thirteen years old. Yeah. It doesn't feel like it. It makes when, me like upset. when you watch it. It doesn't feel like it. No, it doesn't. Um. So the, my first note that I have on this is bold to do a slow start with a four way. Well, I had a note about this as well. It just says, "Ah, oh, yes, standoffs." 
a true staple of the WWE product. There's a way to do it, but they didn't. <laughs> I, it, it's so weird for me to say this about people that I very much enjoy, like a John Cena or Randy Orton. Yeah. But there's bits at the very beginning of this where they're milking this standoff, and I'm like, you guys... Th- I'm not saying it's not over. Yeah. It is. The crowd's up for it. You guys think this is... This is 50 Hogan times more over than it, it... Like, Yeah, exactly. This is not Hogan and Andre. This is not Rock Austin. Cut yeah. cut 15 seconds out of this standoff. Yeah, just a little bit. Oh, um, uh, yes. <laughs> this this gets good. Did you, did you see uh, this extreme close-up, by the way, on one of these standoffs of Cena calling the spot? Dude, I, I uh. laughed so hard because... Okay, so it's Cena, like... Edge and Sheamus get fucked off, and they do the very long, slow standoff with Orton and, and Cena. Even though, fun fact, that whole long feud that they had, everyone hated. So well, yeah, yeah. So we're you know, oh, we're doing the standoff thing, and they milk it, and they milk it, and they milk it, and they show a close up of Cena, and they show a close up of Orton, <laughs> they show another close up of Cena, and he just goes, go, <laughs> and Orton fucking throws the line like uh. <laughs> it's something where I'm like. I know you couldn't have known, but god damn it, like... But also, why are you just doing that? I don't know. Like... Go! He doesn't fucking... No hand over the mouth, no feet away from a camera, the camera doesn't cut, like, nothing. I laughed so fucking hard. Ugh. This gets good. Oh, it does. They do a lot of fun sequences and a lot of all that stuff. They keep showing these fucking... Idiots watching backstage, and I'm like, "Why Just, are we doing uh, this?" It's well, I, but it's foreshadowing. But it's supposed to be the quote locker room. It's four fucking dudes yes! that were it's on the show. Four dudes it's, that they were... were on the show twenty minutes ago. Yeah, like, but it's to the me, locker room. If, if you're gonna do that, you need to have one a room. <laughs> Not just a curtain set up, dude. There's there's so many tropes in in like there, there's tropes in wrestling that I'm sick of. Yeah. And then there are WWE tropes that I'm just like violently ill of. Yeah. That is one of them. This just, oh, it's just a backdrop with a fucking monitor. Just show me a room in a building with a television. Please. Maybe with chairs (laughs) so that people can sit and what? Like, we know that this exists in real life. You know? Like, yeah. Also, yeah, I know nobody watches TV that way, right? Like physically, no one just looking no one directly stands. over your shoulder. No one's like, okay, if you're a real human being, you don't stand and watch television. That too, I if if I was backstage, even at a WWE show, and I was like, yeah, I'm just gonna hang out and watch the show, and they're like, you can stand over here, I'd be like, no, go fuck yourself. I'll sit down and watch it on my fucking phone if I have to. Yeah. For yeah. that, show me that. Show me just a fucking locker room where everyone's just watching the f- the show on their phones. I don't. I would hate that. I would hate that. But like, I would accept that over this. Just yeah. Y'all want to hang out by this curtain? When you're standing by the monitor, like backstage, yeah. realistically, it's not for very long. And if you do, you're like shuffling your feet because you don't want to be standing there all up and like yeah. you start leaning up against a wall if you can find one. Yeah. No one just stands and watches 
They and I know WWE has chairs. Put them in chairs, please. I like the the invasion. I know that these venues the, have rooms. For example, the invasion pay per view. Yes. When they had the shots of the people backstage watching. Yes. Some people standing, people leaning over chairs. That's what we're looking there, for. There's like bench and tables and, and shit. It's not a like, curtain with a fucking light yeah. going up, so it looks more than a curtain. It is. It is a tangential space that exists yes. in a world that we occupy. Yeah. God damn it. Uh, no, I, I, I actually really like this match, though. And then, it's the Nexus. Yeah, so the Nexus beat the shit out of these people, and I wrote, good, Nexus yeah. is a face group. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Michael Cole bails out on commentary before the Nexus, like, show up. Yeah. There was a big fan theory at the time that the reveal was going to be Michael Cole was in on it and was the leader of the Nexus. Which would have been weird and would have been interesting. Weird. Why did he leave? They don't. They never explained it. I don't know if... I. It may have been a timing issue. He may have gotten the fucking Iggy before. Because one of the things I liked about the Nexus was they, they put it over as like, everyone is afraid of this. Like, this show ends with no commentary. Yeah. I... I I love that. Like they had like, see, this, I, like, would, refs, I would. Refs love would run. That. Commentators would run. Security guys. All this shit. Like, I would love that. Yeah. If the crowd were up. Oh no, for sure. <laughs> but they're just like confused and quiet. Yeah. And they're doing. I think they do a little bit of a. What are they? What's the absolute finish? Of There's this? a Daniel Bryan chant here. Uh. The Daniel Bryan chant closes the show, and that's the one that yes. made me laugh the hardest. Yes, uh, but like, in in all of this fracaw, they beat the shit out of Sheamus, right? And then they swarm somebody else on the outside, and Sheamus just looks around. And is like, oh fuck, and pins Cena, wins the belt, and then they're like, wait, what? And then I I love that Sheamus just fucking bolts. Just fucking runs. Because I'm like, I like, they, they didn't get it all correct, but I just like the shit that they did to make the Nexus seem like yeah imposing. Where it's just like, there are seven of these fucking people. Oh shit. Yeah. Like, I, oh fuck, I love it. Like, I think the Nexus is one of the biggest cock-ups that they had. <laughs> cock-ups. Because yeah. it, it, like... But going back to what we were talking about earlier, when you said like the crowd, you know, they're just like, wait, what? It only adds to this doesn't feel like a pay per view. Yeah. This feels like the ending to Raw. It would be a great ending to Raw. Yeah. Oh my God, it would be a great ending to Raw. Remember when the Nexus debuted on Raw and they just like beat the shit out of everyone and tore the ring apart? And Daniel and Bryan got fired. Daniel Bryan got fired and the commentators were chased away, like, and it was cool. And fast. Yeah. Awesome. How bad is Michael Tarver? Did you notice him in this? <laughs> no. I do. I know who he is, and I did see him, but I didn't He got him. fired midway through this for sucking. <laughs> He's supposed to be, like, a dude with, like, a boxing or some sort of a, like, legit shoot background. He does a Superman punch. Hmm. While doing what I would call, like, a shuffle. Like, fucking Zoidberg from Futurama. 
is is one of the worst strikes I've ever seen in my life. Oh my god! I was like, this is, I'm fuck you, God damn it was bad. My my thing, I think the quote that I said was accidentally clever in a way to to convey my feelings of Michael Tarver. I okay. saw him, but I didn't notice him. There we go. Uh, all right, let's wrap this bad boy up then. What what are your thoughts on this show overall? Um. Hard to watch. It was it was a little bit of a chore. That's how I would describe it. Uh, Evan Bourne and Chris Jericho is great. Yeah, I, lo- I like that. I love that match. Like, yeah, I love that match. Sure. Um, everything else was too long, too slow. Sixteen minutes for Kofi versus Drew. Wow. Seventeen minutes for the main event. Wow. 13 for Miz and R-Truth. Holy shit. 10 for the um, Rey Mysterio, Jack Swagger's Big Show Punk match. Okay. 12 for Jericho and Evan Bourne. Okay. The Divas Fatal 4-Way match was 542. Still too long. Oof. Uh, The Hart Dynasty Usos was uh, 929. Still too long. But yeah. My, so when I said that this show made me like feel very conflicted and, you know, whatever, it's because there were things in ring, there were things in matches that I really enjoyed. And then the rest of the fucking show was happening. Like, take several minutes off of every match time that you just listed. I don't think that Kofi and Drew was a bad match. It was just long. And, you know, I had some hangups on the finish. The Divas match was too long. Jericho and Seidel is the only thing that I would say seek out, honestly, of this whole thing. Yeah. It genuinely worth watching. But even then, trim it down, I'd like it better. I got so fucking mad watching this for how much filler is on it. Yeah. So many fucking promos. On pay-per-views. And it's still bare. It is 2.32. We can barely fill two and a half fucking hours. Yeah. God damn because- it. Fatal 4-Way is not enough to build a pay-per-view around. It's not. At all. And also, the whole, like, oh, the odds are against the champion. You One, one of your champions going into this was a heel. But two, you got, they do this all the time. It's always the odds being against the fucking champion. Not always, but it's constantly that. Like They do it with Elimination Chamber. Yeah. Uh, they do it with... Anytime it's Brock Lesnar versus anybody. They do it with... <laughs> yeah. it, like, it's just this thing where I'm like, God damn it, motherfuckers. We have six emails. Let's go. Because we've been... We've been slacking on the emails, but okay. Bit. And it's also... it had We skipped a week for recording. Yes. So they piled up even more. Yes. All right, so... Uh... Let's see, our first one from friend of the show, Brian. He writes, subject line, Aurora Borealis. Dearest Tom and young Master Braden, I'm writing you from the great state of insomnia. I couldn't sleep as usual, so I listened to the Judgment Day 05 episode. Yes, a Patreon exclusive. Enjoy the 500 pennies, you schmucks. Afterwards, I decided to watch this show, and I really hope the little girl in the crowd during the Heidenreich match is in the business now. I want her to sign square and get the typical Living the Dream video package. AJ Lee had meeting Lita. MJF had CM Punk. I'm with this girl being interviewed for a documentary. 
Yeah, I really got Hydrek over in Minneapolis that night, brother. I'd like to believe somebody was driving that bloody and smashed up limo after the scene at JBL match, got pulled over, and had to do a lot of explaining. Also, could you guys cover some more Perk Angle era matches of his? I forgot unwell the Curtin Charmel story was. Oh. You guys seem to be reaching out to the people recently for some content suggestions, and I'll throw my hat in the ring. A long time back, it was brought up on the Scooby-Doo watch-along I was on of doing an episode about scathing hot takes. Yeah. We got absolutely sidetracked with trying to break the format within an already broken format. Didn't really keep the train on the rails. I'd like this to be revisited because I know Disagreeable Disjane has deep pockets full of shit takes and these shows are at their best when everyone is angry. (laughs) Best regards, the honorary ooze of the coyotes, the wow head of the table. (laughs) That's good. In the valley of relevancy. Mm. Sleepy Brian. That's that's good. Brian, we can do the scathing hot takes thing. I guarantee it. Yeah, it's hard for me. It's, sometimes it's hard for me to like, if someone's like, hey, think I gotta, of, what, I gotta what have hot, structure. What hot take do you have? Yeah. Give me a hot take. Yeah. I'm fucking, I, it's hard for you to just like think of a hot take. They like, I usually think of my hot takes in, in midst of conversation. I, like, some, of my, you, some of mine aren't take. even like, hot takes in the sense that like they're they're so narrow that it's not applicable like yeah i don't think you should put fucking cheese on a burrito <laughs> that's so you know what specific. i mean that's so what? unbelievably specifically narrow what wait did you do you actually believe that no don't yeah like queso like maybe on the outside of the shell if you're at like an actual mexican place but like inside no fuck that so you don't get like a shredded cheese in your burrito no not very often that's insane to me. Yeah. Wow. Uh, email number two, also from Brian. Subject line, audible diarrhea. Oh. Tom and the old BB. <laughs> I don't know when this is going to be read, so I apologize if you already read my previous email. I swear I'm not trying to put myself over like so much Connor Hopkins. I'm sitting at the local watering hole and someone put on 21 Guns by Green Day. <laughs> yeah. I hate this song. It's butt cheeks, but not like good butt cheeks. It's like probably what G- John Wayne's ass looked like. Saddle sores and a mild to severe wiping problem. I need to know in this program... I need to know, and this program is at its best when people are angry. I'm hot tagging disagreeable, disagreeable disjane first. Also, yet again, borrowing from a more professional and successful podcast, Review Review. Oh my god. What are your top five most despised songs? Let the games begin. Brian, P.S. Mm. John Moxley's theme song is Unwiped Ass with Necrotic Bed Sores. I don't give oh a fuck god. Onita used it in FMW and he's using it as an homage. It sucks gallons of shit. Here's what I'm going to do. Wow. Let's I, do I'll, top I'll, three. I'll commit top three. Most yeah. despised songs. Because I can think of my top three right now. Okay. Um. Oh, I gotta think of like in no particular order, because it's I'm gonna have to think of a third one. Okay. But I have two right off the bat. Okay. Um. Red Solo Cup. Yes. That song fucking sucks. That got brought up ages ago on this show, right? Because I'd never heard it, or was that in private? I think that was in private. We were just because I'd never heard it, and then. Yeah, you, and you I introduced it for me to you. It. Yeah. You were like, "What is 
this? I was astonished you had never heard it. You know what's shocking? What? Since that day, haven't heard it again. Yeah, it don't. It's it's Good. awful. Um uh Jimmy Buffett uh Cheeseburger in Paradise. Okay. I fucking hate that song. It's atrocious, it's trash, it's okay. it's annoying, it's the worst. Yeah. Um There's there's so many songs, most of the ones that play at Menards that I just that I really do hate. Yeah. Um uh, yeah, it, do you have any ones that, that you're hearing uh, off the top of your it, head so I can think of one? Off the top of my head, like... so, like, it's hard for me, especially, like, on the spot, <laughs> because, like, there's just vast stretches of music that I hate. So to yeah. narrow it down to a song is a little difficult. Uh, I'm going to say this. Bob Seger's Turn the Page fucking sucks. <laughs> it's terrible, and the Metallica version is, conservatively speaking, 50,000 times better. <laughs> Um, okay. I also just don't like Bob Seger in general. I don't like Bob Dylan. See, that's my thing. Is it's like uh, I can tell you artists that I'm just adamantly fucking against. Okay. You know, uh, Sean Mendez. I'm against him. I don't know who Sean Mendez is. He's on current radio. So. Okay. Most uh, what I'm going to call stadium country, which is what most people think country music is, yeah. is fucking dog water. It's absolute goddamn trash. Um, uh, Taylor Swift, I fucking she's hit and miss. Really she's hit and her. miss for me. Can't stand her. She's got songs that I very much enjoy, and then she's got a lot that I'm like, no. And then there's a massive catalog of hers that I just am completely indifferent to. Yeah. When I say she has songs I enjoy, I'm saying there's, and I feel like she's put out a hundred thousand songs at this point. There's like five. I bet that I'm like, yeah, I like that. But, like, catchy pop songs, sometimes it's like, yeah, I know they're not good, but, like, a good catchy song is just fun. Yeah. Like, and I, I there's, I, I think there's an art to making a catchy pop song. Yeah, It's not what I would call respectable, but it's there, you know? Um yeah. I got it. I know what my third one is. Yes. I don't know what the title is, but it's that fucking one that's like... You may be right. I you may be, be crazy. crazy. You may be wrong for all I know, but you may be right. You may be wrong, but you may be right. Hate that. Uh, I fucking hate that so badly. Uh, okay, I don't. I'm not putting this this on my hate list, but to add to my whole uh, catchy song take or whatever. Red Hot Chili Peppers is a band that I don't give a fuck about. I've never bought a single CD of theirs, but they have at least six, maybe eight songs that if it comes on the radio, brother, I'm singing along every fucking word. Yeah, I would never go out of my. I, yeah. I would never not even. I would never go in my way to see them live or anything like that. I would never go in because I'm sure shit not going out of my way for it. I'm never going in my way. Yeah. But, like, goddamn, man, they've got some fucking catchy fucking shit. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, man, it, like, I don't know. It's tough for me to think of an actual, like, couple actual songs. Uh, moving on, next one. Next email comes to us from dear friend and friend of the show, Bailey Bright. He says, Build-A-Mania. Hello again. Currently listening to the Build-A-Mania episode of the pod as I write this because it inspired me to finally finish mine and share it with you, my friends. I would have liked to send this in time for you to read it on the episode, but oh well. Confession. 
I was trying to wait until after this year's Mania to do mine so I could cheat and use Cody versus Roman. You sick bitch. However, upon further evaluation, I realized too much time will have passed by then for a conversation. Uh, here we go. Before I do that, I have another top five for you. This time I will be giving my personal top five candy bars. It says, I'm not much of a sweet tooth, but when I am, it is for either sweets or gummies or chocolate, never both. They are two entirely different types of candy. So this one will be chocolate specific. Anyway, here we go. No explanations. <laughs> God damn it. There's no explanation. Uh, no specific order. But my top four are easily Kit Kat, Twix, Snickers, and Reese's Cups. And they are always interchanging. I really don't care what goes on my number five at that point, so you guys can choose for me. Easy squeezy, as Tom would say. Uh, do you want to try to do a top five candy bars real quick? Um, yeah, no particular order, but yeah, I can do it. Go. Um, Three Musketeers. Okay. Uh, Twix. Okay. Milky Way. Okay. Whatchamacallit. Okay. Is that four? Yeah. Um, Kit Kat. I don't know what a Whatchamacallit is. It's awesome. They're at every Casey's that you've ever been to. Okay. Uh, I'm going to... You should try it. I'm going to play a little loose here with the definition of a candy bar for at least one of my picks, but I got to. Also, the only reason I didn't explain where to watch him call it is because I'm not quite sure. Oh, wow. I think it's like a cookie-type, wafery-type, crispy-type thing. Yeah. Chocolate. Okay. They're great. Uh, Cadbury eggs, Reese's Cups, Zero Bars, Kit Kats, and number four. Five would probably number five. Number five would probably you're, have to be. You're gonna have to fight me, fella. You never pin me. Why don't we have another I fight? Really feel like I'm forgetting something here. Also, I, I'm pissed that nobody ever brings up zero bars. They're fucking great, and mm. Cadbury eggs are just pure diabetes, and I love it. Uh, for number five, I'm gonna actually have to go with uh, Milky Ways. Love Milky Ways. Very yeah. good. Yeah, they're, they're great. All right. Uh, finally, on to the focal point of this email. My perfect WrestleMania card. In order! I'm opening real hot, reoccurring theme seemingly from everyone else's card, I think. But with TLC 2 from Mania 17. I'm, the only, I'm still the only person not to put that on there. Yeah. This is about the farthest back in time I'll be pulling from because I really don't give a shit about wrestling before 2000. But acknowledge some of its importance. This TLC match is my favorite of its kind. So good. Has my single favorite spear ever that happened. Not just by Edge, but by anyone ever. <clears throat> perfect connection beautiful landing amazing selling from both men that is the spear in my humble opinion moving on second match on my card is going to be Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins from Mania 38 bounced back and forth between this and Cody's match with Ray at 27 but ultimately wanted current day unbelievably over Cody on my card the match was fucking awesome next women's championship match first I had this Mandela effect that there was a triple threat Raw women's championship match at one of the Manias featuring Bailey, Charlotte and Becky but I was wrong. There was one with Charlotte, Becky, and Sasha, and a fatal four-way with Bailey, Charlotte, Sasha, and Nia. I don't remember either of those. I think no. my brains merged these matches into a version I would have actually wanted to see. However, <laughs> due to my bitter hatred for Sasha Banks, and significantly more so Nia Jax, could not abide by picking either of those. Therefore, I'm going with Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch for the Raw Women's Championship for Mania 38. Big Bianca guy, and Becky too for that matter. Fair enough. Fourth. <laughs> that my brain merged that into a match that I would have liked to see. <laughs> uh, 
This is the halfway point of the show. I wanted to be something big, but not one of my world title matches. So here I'm putting Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker. Took me forever to decide which one, and even on a Shawn match in general. Jericho at 19, Vince at 22, Flair at 24, or some of the other top candidates. At the end of the day, you gotta have that Taker match at Mania. And as much as I love the Hell in a Cell with Triple H 2, anyone who's ever had a conversation with me probably knows that Shawn is my favorite wrestler of all time. So I need him wrestling on my card. Still, I'm left with two to choose from. And it's been said a thousand Tom Voice times. 25 has a better match, but 26 tells a better story. In my perfect world, I'd copy and paste the 25 match into 26, but I'd have Sean kick out of that moonsault into the tombstone, and then do the finish from 26. But I'm playing by the rules here. You guys both know I'm a sucker for great storytelling and wrestling, so I have to go with the match from Mania 26. Big pick. Big pick. Hmm. After a match as heavy as that, putting in a dumb fun match next that brings the crowd down from all that emotion still keeps them up and having fun. It has weapons, but it's far away from TLC. Different to not feel like too much. It is also the obligatory celebrity match at Mania. Johnny Knoxville versus Sami Zayn from yes. Mania 38. Yes. 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 This yes. was the best celebrity you, appearance Bailey, in wrestling. you know exactly what shape my hand is making right now. <laughs> says this was the best celebrity appearance in wrestling maybe ever. The body slam from Wee Man to Sammy was a bigger moment than Hogan and Andre. I said what I said. And I stand by it. Uh, I just realized how much I'm taking from Mania 38, but whatever. That's the last one, I promise. And now the first of two. Count them, two main events. Triple threat between John Cena, Triple H, and Randy Orton from Mania 24. For the awesomest belt to ever fucking exist. That's no. right. The WWE Championship Spinner Belt. No. Suck my colon. It rules. No. Thank you. Nope. As does this triple threat, especially the finish. Agreed. Big time. Orton punched one of them. I'll have the other pin. Put it here instead of the true main event because the heel is up in the match. Good. But I want to send that mini crowd home happy. This next match was the biggest pain in my entire ass to decide on. My mid-card championship match. It was the last one I was stuck on when struggling to come up with this shit. It was the only one I actually needed the internet for, which I'm proud of. But man, I googled every WrestleMania match for my favorite of the mid-card belts, the Intercontinental Championship. To my surprise, there have not been many great IC title matches at Mania. But then I see the seven-man ladder match for it at Mania 31. Oh, yeah. Yep. And it views an amazing opportunity to get a bunch of underrated guys on the spot, and it gets my beloved Dolph on the card. Even if it is <laughs> the only thing WAC and potential him to do, lose. Daniel Bryan is the winner, hell yeah. Other than that, surely there can't be anyone this, this important that I already have them somewhere on the rest of my card. Well, just to be sure, I had to Google it. And wouldn't you know it, it was Daniel Bryan, Dolph Ziggler, R-Truth, Wade Barrett, Dean Ambrose, Luke Harper... Amazing lineup, and the seventh fucking man is who else but goddamned Stardust. <laughs> for the split a second, I was so tired of trying to find a match for this slot that I almost tried to convince myself that this could count because technically they're different characters. <laughs> Until I quickly nipped my own buffoonery in the bud. Thank you. And obviously, this is not the Cody match that I want on my Mania. So I had to nix it and began scrambling and struggling until I found my actual pick. United States Championship match between my also almost as beloved Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho at WrestleMania 33. I remember that match being good, and yeah. they had the uh, the pinky finger touching the rope spot, yeah. which I really fucking enjoyed. Uh, it says, finally, it's main event time. 
Brain's going to love it. Sending the crowd home happy. Undisputed championship match for Mania 20. Kurt Angle versus Eddie Guerrero. Yeah. Can't go wrong here. There's not much else to say for me other than that. It's just a great match from two of the greatest. And that's my perfect WrestleMania. Fuck, that was stressful. Wow, the last time I wrote in, I started with, buckle up, this might be a long one, and then it wasn't. Probably should have saved that disclaimer for this one. Sorry, LOL. Anyway, love y'all. Sent from my iPhone while driving and on the clock. Amazing. Time theft. Time theft. We we applaud that here. Yes. So, here's what I'll say. You can talk all you want about the spinner belt. But I think subconsciously you did the right move in putting the real best <laughs> title design on last. I agree. Uh, also, Bailey, if you haven't seen it, I cannot recommend it to you enough. Go watch... Steamboat versus Savage from Mania 3. Mm. That shit holds up despite the massive gap in time. Watch uh, watch Miz, Seth Rollins, and... I gotta I got go back to that, yeah. I gotta go back to that. Can't remember who... Uh, Balor. Balor, yeah. yeah. Uh, our next email comes to us from friend of the show, JT Energy, who writes, Create a Mania Fun. Mm. I bet you this is gonna be a similar thing. Uh, probably. He says, I had a blast listening to the Creative Mania episode with everyone's takes on what they like. They are listed from open to close. I went heavy I went heavy matches that created moments versus pure wrestling because that's the type of fan I am. Hope you enjoy this list. Uh, Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins, Mania 38. Mm. TLC 2. Rock versus Hogan. I'm actually kind of surprised that wasn't on anybody's. Yeah. Um... Charlotte versus Sasha versus Becky from Mania 32. Again, I just I don't remember that. Me neither. Uh, Punk versus Undertaker from Mania 29. That match rules. It's really fucking good. Uh, John Cena versus Rusev. U.S. title match from Mania 31. Okay, interesting. I mean, pick. it's probably awesome. I, I can I, see sure. that being pretty awesome. I I vaguely In remember liking way. it. Yeah. Uh, we should read. I don't think I've ever seen Mania. What was, which one was that? Thirty-one. Yeah, I've never seen it. I. That's the one with that seven-way ladder match that we that we. Yeah, that's what yeah, he yeah. was. Uh, I've it, only ever it has, seen that um, match. It has Bray versus Taker. Yeah, and I've evidently it has this. Uh, it's the one with the cash in. It's the one with the the heist of the century. Yeah, I've only ever seen that clip. Oh, okay. That's that match crazy. is fucking great. That's it, the, crazy. the Roman and Lesnar match there is fucking actually good. Dude, but, let's, we should put that on the fuckboard sure. for a little bit. Uh, let's see. Shawn Michaels versus Ric Flair. Yeah. And his main event, another hot, interesting take, but it follows the theme that he said here for It Creates Moments. Kofi Kingston versus Daniel Bryan for the world title for Mania 35. I love that. Phenomenal moment. Great. That, the time. match is actually very fucking good. Yeah. But it, the match is overshadowed by the, the finish and the moment. Yeah. Which... Fine, you know, like yeah. maybe it should be. Man, I I I remember I watched that live, and I was like, pumped, huge. For yeah, that. man, I am revisiting that. Was, that that was one too, where it's like, for me, it just forced how good Kofi is because I'm a huge Danielson fan, and I thought that the build for that was a bit hokey, and I still wanted Kofi to win so bad, and I was still yeah. very happy when he did. You know, you know my what I mean? Part 
about Kofi winning was? Getting the the better belt back instead <laughs> yes. of... Although, for for the character he was doing, yeah. the planet's title was... It was hideous, but yeah. I understood that was part of the... I enjoy fickle Daniel Bryan. Yes. <laughs> when he would scream fickle at the crowd. Yes. Uh, it says, I tried to take the list into consideration... I, I, I'm sorry, I tried to take lists I heard into consideration, but also choose something slightly different to leave the crowd exhausted and satisfied. Sent from my iPhone. That's good. Uh, hey, why do you read the sent from my iPhone That's part? what they type. Uh, email us more, you bitch. Our next email comes we'll to us... We'll promise to read them more. Yes. <laughs> Our next email comes to us from Rita down the street. Subject line, you sure about that? <laughs> hey guys, I know it's been a million years since I've written in. What a piece of shit I am. Oh well, I'm here now, and that's all that matters. Okay, first of all, holy shit. I don't know when the next show is, or when this will be read, but right now there is a March Madness-esque, I think you should leave quote bracket going on via Twitter, and I am invested. Not monetarily, although I wouldn't put that past myself, but yeah, I thought it was, <laughs> I thought it was interesting. Yeah, there you go. Alright, down to the nitty gritty. You guys... Both really liked Knock at the Cabin. I honestly gave it my best try, but it was just not good. I thought it was boring and predictable. The twist, non-existent. Was I supposed to not believe those people? Because I did the whole time. I don't know. I didn't like it. Anywho, I don't know where I'm going with this. I hope you guys have a good show. Hopefully not four fucking hours like the Far Superior Review review was last week. Fucking Christ, K-bye. Love Always Chaw, sent from my kitchen where I peer over into the living room at the children I wish I had aborted. Just kidding. Kind of. You know... You know what? Dark twist there. I, now I'm really glad... Now that you said hopefully not four hours, I'm really glad that we're already two over two and a half hours in. Yeah. Uh, was that I, the last one? No, there was one more. No, I, I talked a lot about Texas Chainsaw on that review. Yeah. Um, Rita... You're a dumbass. Uh, I liked yeah, Knock yeah, at the Cabin quite a bit. I think Braden may have liked it more than I did, but I still very much enjoyed it. And yeah, I get that the twist was non-existent. That was part of what fucking weirded me out about it. I'm used to the Shyamalan twist. To me, I don't... I- I'm I'm fine with a director-breaking formula, unlike you. <laughs> and Are you talking to uh, me? Rita, no. Rita. Oh, okay. No twist... I was going to say, I, need a no, twist. I like director's breaking formula. Yeah. I, I, I would like to see, uh, fuck. I would like to see Chris Nolan do a rom-com, you know, oh my like God. <laughs> I <say> genre. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying like, uh, no, Nina, uh, not Nina, Rita, you're an idiot. Yeah. It's just a good, solid fucking 90 minute movie. Yeah. And Batista rules. Batista's awesome. Easily the anchor of that film. Uh, Let's see. Last one from friend of the show, Nina. She writes, subject line, my first email. Probably not ever. Hello, (laughs) friends. I've wanted to email in for quite a bit, but didn't want to torture you guys with the food takes. Thank you. And now I finally have something in email. I'm just curious on your guys' opinion on something. Not sure if you guys have seen the tweet do the rounds with Rhea Ripley and the whole being harassed in the airport. Seen a mixture of reviews on how, or, or reviews of how that since she put herself in the public eye, 
She pretty much asked for this. And some who think there should be a level of privacy no matter how famous a person is. I'm really curious on your take on this because I believe there should still be boundaries and fans should respect privacy. And that's the end of that email. There's your phone back. Uh, I'm going to let you go first. I um, I saw somewhere... I have seen a lot of this on Twitter or some things about this on Twitter. Um, I saw something that said that the WWE has a new rule where they're allowed to sign one thing per person or something like that. I think or, that's a. I think that's just what some of the roster was saying. Or something. In yeah, order to, in yeah, order to like avoid. These, I went up there yeah. to complain about the rule. I don't know. Yeah. Um, that I'm like, okay, that makes perfect sense, because you can't. Yes, they're famous. They should expect this in, to some degree, but like, they're still human beings. They're still yeah. real people. Imagine if someone was doing that to you. They would react the same way you would because they're the uh, human just like you, idiot. Like, you can't expect, like... My, my thing with this is, if you are at a wrestling event... Okay, yeah, now let's say specifically too. before the show starts, during intermission, and perhaps after the show has ended. And you want to ask someone that you happen to see, hey, could you sign this? Could you get a picture? At that point, I I view it as we are on the clock. And this is part of the job. Yeah. And if I'm in the mood, you know, whatever, depending on circumstances, happy to oblige. But when someone is just getting off of a fucking plane... Yeah. And they're trying to get to their hotel or get to the venue or get food, anything. Leave these fucking, like, these fucking psychos that, like, stalk travel itineraries and shit like that. And they're like, yeah, I'm going to go hang out in O'Hare when the wrestlers come into town. I'm like, no. That's, fuck that. No, that should be illegal, frankly. But that's what I think that she... I, that's what I think that Rhea's talking about. Oh, yeah, like absolutely. That's what she's talking about. Yeah. Trying to travel and being bombarded by people. But, like, a lot of people have brought up, like, similarities with Rey Mysterio. That Rey Mysterio thing. Yeah. That was not too long ago. It's like, and, just let these people be fucking humans for and a little bit. It's also... Motherfucker, like, you're in a goddamn airport. Like, that plane leaves with or without you. The, and the moment you start, you stop to sign this guy something. There, there's 16 yeah. other people that want you to sign this. Yeah, and then there's 40 people in like. This is not a meet and greet, right? You is... normally you have to pay for a meet and greet. Yeah, like that's, you know. But again, to me, it's I'm big on you're on the clock, you're off the clock. If I'm like, <laughs> tr- if I'm driving to my job, and somebody says, "Hey, can you make me one of these?" pizzas or whatever i have to be like no not just because i'm physically not in the building but i'm not working right now yeah now if i'm there and i'm in the kitchen sure that's part of the fucking gig but like these fucking freaks that are just like i because like i saw uh somebody be like well that's the price you pay for being fame if you don't want to deal with it then don't be famous i'm like no fuck you like that's not the price of fame okay like no the, 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 there are many prices of fame. Being annoyed half to death yeah. by fucking dick smacks in an airport or a bus stop or a train station ain't one of them. Yeah. 
Privacy shouldn't be a price of fame. It is to a certain degree. To a, to a I would with, say a very large degree. With TMZ and bullshit yeah. like that. Like, but I don't know. Whatever. Also, a lot of these guys are just trying to get shit signed so they could fucking sell it on eBay. That's the biggest deal. It's like when you see a group of people go up to Rey Mysterio and they all have ten things in their hands for him to sign of like Rey Mysterio memorabilia. Yeah. Like, fuck you. Like, honestly, at that point, like, either get a job or get a better hustle. Yeah. Like, if, if you can't turn a profit off of, like, what? how about this? Why not just pay the for, fucking $50 to go to a meet and greet, get a couple of things signed, and then sell those things? Oh, because then you got to pay money to fucking do it. Yeah, which means that your business model is fucked. Get a fucking better business model. Yeah. Go to work. Fuck you. <laughs> go to work. Fuck you. Yeah. Uh, I think that's it. I think that is it. The only thing else I want to bring up yes. is my next pick. Yes, yes. For the show. Let's commit. I was re-watching, um, I wanted to watch, when I was showing Ethan, my friend Ethan in the Discord, where I was showing him wrestling. Yes. Um, I just wanted to watch something like, flashy, something good. Mm. So I went to 205 Live okay. to a match that I quite very much enjoy. Okay. And I thought, I says to myself, I says, this whole episode is like 40-some minutes. Sweet. Why don't I just put it on the fuckboard? So it is an episode of 205 Live, which we've never covered before. Okay. From March 27th of 2018. Okay. And it features a match that I have watched several times, and I'm I gonna will need rewatch you to, again. I'm going to need you to text me the date. Yep, on I that will. So that I can, okay. Um... But, uh, yeah, so we're... Is this a special thing, for, or is this just an episode of the show? It's just an episode of the show. Okay, cool. But I love this match, specifically, so I wanted to... Is it Buddy and Ali? No, it's not. Actually. Oh, alright. I, I assume... Because you know what I'm talking yeah. about, right? Where they yeah, had, like, yeah. some gimmick match, and they did a bunch of really cool, innovative shit. Alright, mm-hmm. sweet. Don't tell me. I don't want to know. I want to go do it blind. Okay. But, yeah. Uh, no, that sounds great. So, stay tuned. Next episode... We will be covering this episode of uh, 205 Life. Also, spoiler for some upcoming shit, because I know that we've talked a lot about some other stuff that we're going to do. Yeah. But let's be honest. Guys, we're going to cover WrestleMania. Yeah. Do we Now, do we want to do, as a whole, one episode on both nights? Because I think that's doable. That's what we did last time, didn't we? Yes. So, next next episode, we're going to do 205 Live. And then based on the timeline of actual events, the episode after that, we will be covering this year's WrestleMania. So, stay tuned. Uh, let's shut this down. I don't yeah, even feel like I'm plugging so anything. Tired. It's really late. It's really tired. We'll see you it's next time. It's really tired? Yeah, I'm really tired. We'll see you next time, and we'll see you in hell. You, you can't keep doing that. What are we in?